This is NRL Boom Rookies. This week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies, alongside with me, as always, he's exasperated. It's Mitch Doyle. I'm so angry. It's <laughs> nothing to live up your league. And no he's matter. an activation key. It's Matt Bunker. What's up? Um, well, it's been an eventful week in rugby league. Uh, <laughs> sure. Why not? Do we want to jump straight into it? You guys both had good weekends. Well, Mitch yeah. had a good weekend away from rugby league anyway, I'm sure. I did. Thursday night at, <clears throat> at Townsville Stadium, North Queensland, 14 Penrith 33. Um... Is Jonathan Thurston losing his aura? I think I'm still too mad to start this. Let's just run through it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on, is this, uh, game, this game is a dead set, Jay, up. Let's be real. No, I, look, I want to talk about James Maloney. He's and good how, at, and how he's good, good he was. He was and good. And that this Penrith team didn't look any worse without Nathan Cleary, which speaks... I mean, I think that speaks volumes to just how well he's acclimatized himself in this new system. Are and you saying that Penrith are a well-coached side? Uh, I'm. I think I might be accidentally inferring that, but yeah. I mean, it's really it's 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 tough to argue with that on what we just saw, unless you want to make the counterpoint that the Cowboys are terrible. And if you do want to make that point, I'm here for it because their forwards are not going forward, and their strike players are not performing. So maybe it's a little bit of both. I don't know, but that yeah. I would say forwards not going forward would be fairly important, uh, being a central tenet of you know <laughs> their name and job. Um, you could get a job as a Fox Sports analyst, move from the archive to the analyst with with such insight. The forwards need to go forward. The forward, the foot, and the backs also need to go forward occasionally. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> I thought Penrith were really good. I thought Maloney had oh, his best game in probably eighteen months. Um, uh, yeah, best game for me since the prelim for the uh, sorry Sharks, and then before that since playing for the Roosters. I think uh, he kind of, we all kind of forgot what kind of player he can be when he gives a shit. Because he it hasn't did, given a shit for a while. It so that, did feel that like that, hey. Anyway. Like, I mean, it, I know that when Cleary's there, he kind of gets... Cleary gets more of the creative reins and, you know, uh, well, he didn't give a shit last and, year. But, like, uh, yeah. 100%. He didn't do anything last season. Like, oh, no, I complained not about not getting enough money. He yeah. did do that. He did that. That's he did important. that last year at the Roosters. And in the Storm... Sorry, the Sharks win the comp. He was great for the last eight weeks or so. But he didn't do much the rest of the year either. He hasn't mm. put a performance like that together, you know, in a while, he's saying. And, yeah. And yeah, I don't know what motivated him to do it, but he was fantastic. He won, mm-hmm. you know, one of the performances of the round yep. and one of the performances of the season. And some of the kicking kicks he put in were fantastic. Yeah, great. That was going to be my next point. His kicking game was was exemplary. Probably one of the best of the week, as you were saying. I I think if he was the best player on the field, the second best player on the field was James Fisher Harris, who I thought was fantastic as well. Um, Weird to see these sort of unheralded guys stepping up for Penrith, but yeah, he he was great as well. He smashed Jonathan Thurston a few times. That's he always did. good. Yeah, and um, yeah, boys, the Cowboys. What, what's happening? Someone um, explain it to me because uh, they were most people. They were the consensus number one pick, uh, and they are not playing anywhere near that like level the, at the moment. The discussion we had last week, or there was a question last week. When when does it's only round X stop becoming? They've got two more round rounds. X? They've only got two more yeah. rounds, and I know that obviously they've got a few injuries and they've got players coming back into fitness, but like the performance was just really not good enough. And as you said, I mean, to be dominated by a pack that we haven't necessarily said is, you know, among the best in the comp, it, they just, they looked out of sorts. Yeah. What, they they have, did it at home. Same thing the Broncos did later in the week. They played this shit at home. Which is worrying. Which is, worrying. Supposed to be that which is you know, worrying. Teams and, go up there to die in North Queensland and, and 
we said earlier in the year, I've said it a couple of times now, they look old and slow, and they looked old yeah. and slow again, look off the pace, and that's not just, you know, Scott coming back, that's that entire back line, that's Michael Morgan, who isn't old or slow, but he looks looks at now, looks yeah. lethargic, that's Thurston, that's pretty much everyone on the team, and mm-hmm. Campbell had a bit of a better game, but he got rattled, and we haven't seen that in a while, a couple and of bad they're, mistakes. They, they're, they've lost three in a row, and now they're going to... Auckland to play the Warriors this week. So good luck. Yeah, that's in the doubleheader. Um, do we have any word on Isaiah Yo? Is he has is he, he come alive? back to the planet? Not being smart, like is he, he's okay. Is he playing this week? Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure whether he'll pass that concussion test. Obviously, he'll he'll be named in the in the lineup. We can check that later. Um, but yeah, a fairly impressive performance for Penrith and a few worrying signs for North Queensland. As we say, we go they go away to Mount Smart. I really wish that game was being played at Eden Park. Um, they go away to Mount Smart <clears throat> this week for an away game to the Warriors, and who are the, on fire. And the way the Warriors pack's been rolling, they're they're playing so quick. I don't know if this Cowboys team can keep up with them. And, yeah, and they've lost McLean for three months, yeah, which and, and we, yeah. who wasn't playing particularly well, but he's still better than whomever is going to replace him. And yeah, they're in huge trouble. Uh, yeah, I mean. Well, you're back Thurston and Morgan to get fit and get right. Mm. Yeah, but they need Coop back. He's in the 21 this week, and I think he plays. But, yeah, there's just question marks everywhere. I know Cohen Hess is great with the ball in hand again, but his defense is terrible. It costs him a lot. And then, yeah, guys just running hard and straight, like kick out, and James Harris just smacked him in the face, and they couldn't return serve. And Cowboys usually been pretty good at that, being pretty physical and aggressive, and they, they haven't really... Haven't really struck any blows this year yet, and they're one and three. And did 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 the Cowboys let Kickout go? Is that no? I didn't let him go. They lost him. That's right. But, sorry, yeah. but um, boy, he he's been putting in performances. He's been fantastic for the <laughs> last few. It's weeks. one of those players that you know everyone's been waiting to see. You know, get a shot. Yeah, see him play long, a lot of football, and it's finally happening. He he seems to he seems to have grown into himself in the last few. He just seems like a very awkward customer. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. The uh, but, yeah, the Cowboys. You know, they'll have a few weeks to turn it around. As, as everybody does, because the competition seems so even, because everyone good, thinks good keeps losing. But it's been a, you know, one of those off seasons. So much change happened that mm. we all sat here thinking these same three t- good teams would be good. But yeah, it's not the uh, Roosters, Storm, or Cowboys at the moment. That's a damn sure. Mm. Speaking of people who had a good week, yeah. Matt Bungard, South Sydney twenty, Henry yeah. Banks Town sixteen at the Olympic Stadium. Your takes? Uh, Give me your hot takes. We might not suck. I don't know. It's Whoa, sweet. I don't, no, I, and I, I'm very careful to not get like ahead of myself with these things. It's only the Bulldogs that they beat, and they needed a little bit of a late flurry to do so. But it was one of those games where they they dominated, and they, 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 they really rolled down the field every time they got the ball, pretty much, and they stopped the Bulldogs from doing likewise. Um, they won the forward battle, hands down. Like It wasn't close to me, and the main problem stemmed from the fact that they would get inside the 20, and Dewey just isn't at the level of Adam Reynolds yet, and they continued to just waste the ball when they got down that end. They figured it out by the end of the game, and they came away with a win. They eventually managed to score four tries to two, and they looked pretty good for the most part. Um, got a bit lucky with the English try, um, and got a bit lucky with Moses Zambayo, I think, is Canterbury's best player, going out with a concussion. But yeah, they they looked sharp to me. Tom Burgess was great, which is bizarre. Sam Burgess has been fantastic a couple of weeks in a row. Uh, Damien Cook continues to play really well uh, and Cam Murray is another guy he, he tackled his socks off he scored the match winning try and he looked really good um, any any word on whether uh, Moses Zambai was booed for, for coming off the field with a head knock <laughs> uh, I didn't boo him oh well that's good yeah that's good look at me 
you're, you're a real stand-up guy. You know that? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I've never um, said otherwise. Yeah, uh, but you know, it would be a huge, huge test this week. But, you know, uh, will, will the Dragons be able to get revenge for the Charity Shield? That's that's the real question. I mean, that is a very prestigious yeah. um, prestigious piece of silver. Bulldogs, though. though, they're just really... They're just hard to watch, aren't they? Like, they they, they offer nothing apart from little sparks of Morris magic. Um, and again, with them by going off, they were, they were at that point just almost unwatchable. It, it, it worries me that, that, we're, that the Bulldogs are relying on the Morris brothers. Yeah. Who are 50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does it worry you? I think this, like, no. What, what, this it doesn't worry me, but... Because I don't worry is the wrong words, word, but, but, yeah. They'll hang around. It, do... I get it. It's concerned. It, you, you would probably be a little bit concerned if you were a Bulldogs fan that you paid Kieran Foran a lot of money to come here and you're relying on two ageing outside backs to basically be the spark of your team. Yeah. I think that's a fair criticism. No, no, but it's... They're, oh, but they're, they're quality players, right? Oh, no, yeah, great, for I mean, sure. And, yeah. and they actually spark, look like they're, you know, around the clock. No, like but what, what we're saying is they're the only two guys that look like they're doing well, anything. Fatal Moses Mbai was off yeah. the field. Was yeah, what no, Fatal Mariner as well. I mean, no. it's not the worst set of attack, attacking threats, you know, considering some of the other teams in the competition. Sure, but, but I mean... And that, one of them did go the, 85, 90 metres to score against the run of play. Um, two weeks they, ago, they were good in this game again. But the the bigger worry for me is Aaron Woods is doing fuck all. Why didn't Aiden Tolman pass that ball? I don't know. <laughs> and they really didn't want to give it to Tolman either. <laughs> well, <laughs> with good reason. Yeah, and um, they didn't pass. But weird thing, South don't seem to be using Gagai enough. And then it's like, mate, they, that's Dan Gagai. They realised in the last ten minutes, hey, maybe we should give this guy the ball. And both times, I think he made like a forty meter break. It's it's just that's what Dan Gagai is. Eh? It's like when you you know we've got James Roberts at the Broncos too, and there's similar players. It's very similar. You sit there and it's like, why does he not have the ball in his hands fifteen times a game? But mm-hmm. it never yeah. happens, and the few times it does. It's a carve-up. Yeah. Fades, fades in and out would be kind. Well, the reason why Gagai is so good in Origin is on the wing, he's forced to have the ball. Yeah. He's forced to do you know yardage runs and, he, and that's it. He balls in his hands well, 20 times a game when he plays on the well, wing. Well, he played a lot center. of wing in defense in this game. Well, they kept switching him and Hunt around, which I thought was interesting. Named on the wing is, this week. so Which is, yeah, because, I mean, which makes me happy. I think he's better as a winger. But uh, Heimel Hunt was caught out for both tries. So that is a little bit of a worry. Good takes. Yeah. Bulldogs uh, going forward, they're going to be what they're going to be. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know where you look for positives in the Bulldogs. As they've got Fatal Mariners having a nice little year. Empire's good, but who knows? Is he named this week? Yes. Okay. Well, Aiden, Aiden Tom and Ramones. But man, a alive, they, they just look, they're just so boring. I, I can't stand watching them. And people want to point to the penalty count in this game and the next game we're going to speak to, but... Honestly, they had a clear and deliberate strategy to try and slow down the ruck as much as possible, and I didn't have a problem with any of those penalties. Oh, Ben Hunter sunken with disappointment. When the pimp's in the crib, ma, drop it like it's a hunt. Drop it like it's a hunt. Drop it like it's a hunt. Now, Matt, I want to come to you here as an expert in kicking yep. and turning your mic on. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> What's the objective of kicking uh, uh, at the, uh, the old big sticks? So, when you're playing rugby league, you're trying to kick the ball over the horizontal bar and in between the two vertical bars. Is there anyone you can think of recently <laughs> if, that has if, not done that? If... um. 
if you were playing soccer, as you and I do, you would be trying to kick it under the vertical bar, as Kieran Foran did in this game from right in front, which I've never seen before. This I, I can't speak. <clears throat> I've never seen this either. Mitchie, have you seen this before? Under it? Yeah. No. <laughs> so I, we, I, I remember on Boots and All back in the day, Sean Timmons missing a kick from right in front, where if he'd made it, I think Illawarra would have made the finals or some shit, but he shanked it wide. Mm. I've never well, seen anyone kick it under. It happens all the times in the 70s and 80s and the kicked off dirt, but yeah, yeah. Not, not when the game is actually good. Mm. <laughs> the happened? funniest part was he kicked one from the sideline like five minutes earlier. And it was a, it was an awkward one too. The, he, he got he a little bit of reverse swing on that, which, mm. hey, are we sure the Bulldogs weren't ball tampering? Well, we've, I mean, they, yeah. we never know. You can't know. But yeah, um, pretty funny to watch. And yeah, uh, it wasn't, thankfully for them, it wasn't the difference in the game. No, that was he. Did he miss on purpose to avoid getting 14 nil dick edited? Yeah, the curse is dead. I the, think. Cur- the, cur- the memes become self aware. Well, mate. they got 12 nil dick edited. <laughs> Fuck it, let's put it there. <laughs> <laughs> Slower it to 12. Add it to the list. Okay. Uh, alrighty, moving on. Speaking of 14, uh, Cronulla Sutherland 14, Melbourne 4. Well. Yeah, I thought, thought so. Yeah. Uh, and also, plenty of dickheads in this game. Oh, man. Dickhead city. Dickheads um, galore. Dickheads. Oh, my. Uh, what's your... Uh, uh, we'll get on to the game in the sec, in a sec, but the penalty count. What's been your favourite take of the week? Uh, rugby League's dead. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, it's a refathon. Um, there's more viewers on Good Friday because people aren't at work and they have to be exposed to this rubbish. Pe- oh, yeah. People don't come to watch the refs? Yeah. Uh, it- I also don't go to footy games to watch like players flop around in the ruck for 45 seconds, which is what I was treated to at the game I went to. So I'm perfectly happy with this crackdown. Yeah, so am I. And it's, it was really funny you seeing old mate Buzz talk, we're talking about there refer- referring to a mythical phone call he believes it was made after this game to, Bill to reel in the next week. Bill called him a liar on television. He did. It was, <laughs> that was... It's like... Yeah, good. There was a lot of penalties during a crackdown, but it's also because it was two dickhead teams playing each other, right? These the, games, the, last, the last two teams that have won the comp doing this. for years. Yeah. Like, these two teams are pretty much the innovators of what's wrong with rugby league. And I'm not saying I just, like, I enjoy watching the Storm play most weeks, right? I still yeah. do. But a lot of the wrestle and the, and the play-to-ball bullshit that's in our game is their fault. Yeah. And sure. the Sharks like giving it back to them when they play each other, probably how I'd say it. The mm, Sharks yeah. are not on the same level as them with their play-to-ball and rubbish. Before but, we jump yeah. into the game, there was a story from Andrew Webster yesterday that's saying that Todd Greenberg has been inundated with support for the crackdown. Yeah, as so, it should be. Well, no, but I, th- I, I think that's great that we're actually getting some press from the side of the fence that I most people I've spoken to, including you two, seem to be on, which is that we're happy with this if it ends up with Rugby League being a more watchable product, but which it will. And that's the thing that I don't understand is that we can't go back to the bygone era of five-meter offsides and unlimited tackle counts because no. like the, games, the game has moved so far past that, and I'm, obviously there aren't people calling for yeah. that. If you break the rules, you get penalised. Yep. If I had one criticism of the over-penalisation, if you like... Send someone to the bin. It would be that there wasn't enough sympathy. That's it. That's my one criticism, is that the too many warnings. Yeah. You know, when you go into a game, you shouldn't have to warn a team three penalties on their line. It should just no. be straight away, someone's gone to the bin. Yep. But we had the game, there was a quote, Henry, Henry Perinara to yeah, the, to that the was Roosters. Amazing. Five penalties on their line. Sorry, the Warriors. Five you won't like on their what line. happens next. What happens next. And the half-time half time happens. It's like, great. Well, they penalised them until they took a two. Great, and then half time yeah. happened. Um, but yeah, back the rest to this of the crackdown, those were perfect. Mm. Cam Smith, Simbind for having a go. Um, it was great. It was. And my favorite part about this was even when he's being Simbind, he shows how aware he is and how smart he is by standing just inside the sideline waiting for them to make a change to get Sam Cassiano oh, off the field. That wasn't him. The trainer pushed him back Look, in. <laughs> let's just give Cam Smith credit for everything. My, like my, I my, always my credit for do. him was he was like the first person ever to run off the field after being Simbind, and then he stopped. <laughs> he, was like, he was actually getting off the, the field. The touch judge coming to pull him off was great. He was like, well, I can't. Excuse me? I can't. Well, you heard me. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was, a, it was a Friday night. Yeah, there were several descent penalties. Ado Carr got one as well. I, there was I one in the game had, before. This I wouldn't South have had any f- issue if he was as well. as well. Yeah, look, it's at the point now where... Um, it, it, and people want to complain, oh, the game's so stop-start. Well, yes, but it's it's gotten to that point because of the slow play the balls and the intentional goal yeah. line penalties, which are the, the two of the worst things about and, this sport. And things that haven't been penalised. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, you know, we shouldn't have let it get this way, but who cares? At least we're trying to fix it finally, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, yeah, I'm all, all for that. And this game just descended into madness that the Storm were finally getting penalties called against them. It was great. They were like, for the last 10 minutes, they could have come back and won, but they were too interested in, like, trying to fight instead or just whatever they were doing. And then the whistle, full-time whistle goes, like, Will Chambers' grapple tackle. Paul Allen was going purple. Yeah. Like, he was, like, certain <laughs> not trying to kill him. And then post-game, if we're ever going to have an incident like the uh, the Rockets and the Clippers in the NBA that somebody crossed the dressing rooms, like, the hallway, yeah. this was going to be the game. Yeah. Like... There was rumours last year that Chambers was going to go to the Sharks and the only reason they would ever happen is because he was going to choke them in person. <laughs> like every, he hates that team. <laughs> and they hate him and I love that. But yeah, I they couldn't handle signing it. on, like, so there's 20 minutes of wrestling training every yeah. session. All right, can we can we pull that up to 40 and I just want to fight Paul Gallen? Yeah. And I, um, like, I can get around. I can definitely get around watching the Storm getting penalised for their bullshit every week. Yeah, me that's too. A thing. That's a thing. I can get around and, it. And then the thing is, we have these two, even the two coaches of these two teams who are perennial whingers and yeah, rest falters. I was about to say the same thing. Both and, blamed their teams. Yeah. Yeah, they both when, came out and when, said, when, we when gave Shane away Flanagan too many is not pointing the finger at the refs, you know that they're doing the right thing. Yeah. And he hates authority figures. Exactly. My one main concern is that even Facebook fans are supporting the crackdown. And when you're on the same side as Facebook fans, <laughs> you're probably wrong. Do we need to zag? Whenever So the game's gone mad, Dale. The, the, so the what, what, just, let's let the boys play. <laughs> the boys play. Let them referee let themselves. Them, <laughs> I like how Andrew Johns is on that island and like a couple of other guys, and it's getting drifting further away. <laughs> let them so referee themselves. So stupid. <laughs> Andrew, John, Andrew Johns is the galaxy brain on, in this moment. On Saturday morning, the Daily Telegraph had three different pages where the headline full, was slamming full the refs. Full pages. Full pages. Two full page headlines and the so back page bad. just slamming the ref. It's just bizarre to me that anyone can have a problem with what's happening because if you watched games like 04, 05 around that time, they were faster. They just were. And if Mm. you think otherwise, you're lying to yourself. And it's gotten this way because teams found a way to win within the rules. Well, sometimes, you know, outside the rules with the intentional penalty stuff, but they found a way to bend the rules to... Uh, to generate more success, the, the point teams the, are always going to bend the rules. Exactly, but they just we just kept letting them bend and bend and bend. And yep. The ruler never broke. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. And now the ruler's in half, and we're trying to make it, you know, the right length again. Um, there was a point that I think I was on three sixty. I think Ben Iken made it about the whole one side of the pitch being offside. I can't can't exactly yeah, tactical remember. Offside tactical offside, offside, which I thought was quite interesting, and that's something that we'll yep. probably look into. And Michael Crocker, I think, said that. Um, as speaking as a former player, he was like, "Oh, the only thing I he, he was on for, in favor of the crackdown as well." But he said, "You can't just give away." He yeah. he goes to their coach to give away penalties on the goal line to get their breath and get set. You can't just keep giving penalties. You have to sim bin them. Well, yeah. yeah. So maybe we're gonna. I I'm excited. Maybe this weekend we're gonna see like ten sim bins. Who knows? Yeah. My my main issue again is the sim bins, and not even just the first one. My issue is like. For example, Tiger Storm will go back a couple of weeks. What did they give away? They gave away about five or six penalties yeah. in 15 minutes. Yeah. And the cost to them was the loss of one player and six points. But if you can absorb pressure for 15 minutes in your goal line and only go away with six points conceded... Yeah, you've won. You, you do that. Yeah, you've done the Whereas job. Whereas every single... I think every single penalty in, in their 20 after the first Simbin should be another Simbin. Every one. Yep. When that plays off the field. Because you've already just been warned. You've already been Simbin for it. Why do you keep waiting? I would love a team know? trying to defend like eight on 13. Yeah, yeah just be, every one. Be, ping them. Great. 
That, that, but yeah, we'll see. In, in the end, mm. it looks like it's starting to change after four rounds anyway. With like Good Friday itself looked like the apex of, of the penalties in yeah. terms of well, the I think Storm Bulldogs the games, games. There was yeah. 70 or something. The, yeah, the Storm Bulldogs game. Sorry, the Storm, Storm South game and, the, and the Sharks. Yeah. Storm. But fair uh, play to the Sharks. They love playing the Storm. They're playing better than anybody else does in the comp. I, they haven't got the, uh, the yeah. world's greatest record against them, but they always get under their skin. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Fafita played really well. He did. He did. When no origin pressure on him, finally. Yeah. <laughs> origin of another type. Um, but yeah, I thought, as you said, I thought the Sharks played relatively well. They, Mate, they Well, they play better without Dugan and Moylan, which is interesting. Who could have seen that coming? And uh, Dugan mm. as a player, has any team he's left ever actually missed him? Like, the, no. instantly the Dragons have a better player in his spot. And I know the, the Raiders have gone, they went through tough patches, but I don't think they missed him either. No, the moment he I'd left. agree with that. You know, and I'm not writing off Moylan as a six at the Sharks yet. They hasn't figured that out, but they haven't really missed either of them. Probably their mm. best game of the season without him. Uh, and Edric Lee scored a try about three minutes after I slagged him as being the worst player in the comp. So good work, Dale. Good job, Edric Lee. I hope Campo can't hear me. Um, do we want to move on to Saturday? Yes, we, we got do. anything else to discuss? No. Nah, Alrighty. Uh, <clears throat> Eastern Suburbs six, New Zealand Warriors thirty at Moore Park. Uh, when are you renouncing the Broncos and just becoming a Warriors fan? Yeah, When's Warriors of... Weekly starting? Where could I, I've already talked about after round one, I talked about Warriors Weekly. How can I never have both these teams going well at once? It's terrible. Well, maybe <laughs> it's it's the football no, gods maybe way it's of equal, you, yeah, you it's, can't go for two teams. It's e- I don't go for two teams. Well, I just, well, I just cheer parochially for a second. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, they, they were fantastic. It's quite funny. Uh, speaking of you, you slagging off Edric Lee and being instantly wrong, I saw... The Warriors get down the Roosters' end up when it was 6-0 on their first sort of attacking raid, come up with nothing, look completely sort of bereft of ideas in the 20, and I just was like, well, it's going to be one of those games where the Roosters just stop them from scoring, isn't it? No, as <laughs> it turns out. How wrong you were. It, I was wrong, and it was not, and Blake Green's great, and Mason Leno was awesome, and Isaac Luke has turned into South's version of Isaac Luke again, and... Spent some time playing as a roaming forward when Jazz Tavanga was on the field. Everything's, That's fun. It was crazy. Everything was just working for them. And then, uh, uh, the, my favourite part about this win was that we got the Are we sure? <laughs> are they better without Sean Johnson? Take. Uh, yeah, look, that was contender for the dumbest take. One of the, of the well, obviously the guys have a bad week in terms of takes. Paul Kent popped that one out there. So yeah, without Sean Johnson, by the way, so <laughs> hadn't won since like 2015. Yeah, well, without Sean Johnson, so since he debuted in 20... Sorry, the year after his debut, 2011, we'll cross out the grand final year. So since then, they were two from 17 without Sean Johnson. Yep. And those two wins were in 2015, or was it 2014, against the Spoon Sharks, mm. and Raiders came 15th in like round 23. Okay. So those two teams had already given yep. up. So that, that's their only two wins without him. And then on top of that, they were since the same year since 2012, before this season, they were one from 10 without Simon Mannering. Like they, you don't even know Simon Manning's not playing at the moment. You wouldn't notice his his absence. And they went down, went to the Roosters after starting the season in Perth, flying to New Zealand, flying to Canberra, flying back to New Zealand, and flying to Sydney. They went there and they fucking pan- pulled their pants down. They put twenty four awesome. points it was on them. Insane. And uh, it's their best win since the twenty eleven finals. Since that win in, in in Melbourne in the prelim in twenty eleven, it's by far their best win since then. Yeah, and I'm happy to say probably that. Probably fair. Um, I I was just so they're, they're just a smarter team. They're a better organized team. They don't do stupid things anywhere near on the level that they were doing them last year and the year before that and the year before that. Um, yeah, they're 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 fun again. It's awesome, mate. They're 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 a real deal. I know it's four rounds in, but 
They did it without Sean. Mason Leno came in they, and they played smart. They picked apart Reese Robinson the whole game. They targeted the witnesses. Stinker, my God. They figured, like it took them a year last year, but they figured now let's kick the ball towards Fusatura a lot and things might happen in attack. Yeah. And what a surprise it happens. And then we, I've said it before, but again, every now and then the play starts breaking down. It's when Blake Greenwood has come in, grabbed that loose ball or something, and give it to a forward and they'll go straight forward or we'll put a kick in. Like, you know, every now and then they'll have a really loose fifth tackle mm. and he'll just put a settling kick in and put pressure on. They're just building pressure really well, mm. kicking really well, completing their sets, offloading, you know, then giving the, the ball to their strike players. But they're putting the pressure on the other team a lot. And in this game, the Roosters wilted. Most of the pressure was on them. The Warriors didn't even have to blow them off the park. They scored 30 points just through turning the, turning the screws up, turning the scres on them. And Tohu Harris, for me, already, again, we predicted it. My first good signing prediction, so I'm going to say it all year. <laughs> I picked him for the worst signing. You did. Yeah, yeah. We're, ba- we're pretty bad at those yeah, as well. I just yeah, picked a random Warriors forward. So but, uh, he's been he's fantastic. Something else. He always played 5 8 in the start of this game. Like when, mate, The first few runs of the game, he was first to see on the right side, and Mason Leno was behind him. Bunty, he's fantastic. Bunty Foe running harder than just about anyone. Well, he's in the fantastic comp. in the middle. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, they they look legit. And they're getting their swagger back as well. That's um, the thing. There's a bit of attitude there. Like Isaac was, Luke waving his finger at Kronk, you know, that kind of stuff. How like, how worried... do you Are you worried at all about the Roosters and particularly the form of uh, James Tabasco, who has not set the world on fire in his first four games? I, I'm not, I wouldn't be worried about them because I don't think that he needs to stand out as much at this club. Um, especially with you know the players that are around him, but he's not, as he said, not setting the world alight. He's not since after Origin last year. He hasn't been great, you know. And I'm not, yeah, you know, sure. he's just doing this weird thing when he gets the ball, he just dances around a bit and doesn't really yeah. take the line on. Doesn't just run hard, mate. You break tackles anyway. Stop mm. trying to dance around before the line and, and create space that way. Just run hard and straight, and your people will fall off you. They always have. So, so what we're trying to say is that Souths took the wrong Wests. Uh, representative fullback, and they should have signed Nofaluma. Yeah. The Roosters did. No, so. no, no. Damn, God damn it. <laughs> Not even biting for the shit joke there. He's in reserve grade. <laughs> He's got to try in the last minute of the reserve like, grade game. It's it's simple stuff, but, you know, for key players and key positions, if you play hard and straight, generally things will happen for you. Mm. If you're a half, if you're a fullback, and Tedesco's not doing that currently. And then there's other weird things at the Roosters... Like, Takayaho just hasn't been good starting. Mm-hmm. I was so hyped to see him start. And he just hasn't been good there. And perhaps he needs to get back to the bench. But then Hargreaves hasn't really performed starting recently either. And they've given him two years or three years to prove it again after having been poor for a while. And then, you know, Madison's not great on the edge. And Corden looks underdone. There's a few things. I think, the, again, they might they have the same kind of issue. It looks like the, the, the Cowboys do. They just look tired. The one thing, the one knock you had on there... The, so the one knock that most people could make on the Roosters squad at the start of the season was depth. Like they had a great starting 17, if you like, and then after that, it got thin pretty quickly, yeah. more so than other teams. And they're already seeing that without Daniel Tupo because Reese Robinson was just awful in this game. He was terrible. There's the worst player in the, the NRL. The Warriors picked on him the whole game. Mm. Um, yeah, he, he looked atrocious. Their forwards looked lost. They couldn't hold on to the ball. They got absolutely dominated. It's... It, it's as thorough a pantsing as I've seen this team be on the end of in a long time. Yeah. It was and weird. I went to the game with Jake, friend of the podcast, <laughs> up from Albury. <laughs> how, was, how was he? Oh, he was actually okay. He took it fine, but he... he made, right, he'll, just, he, he'll just go to the Swans game this week instead of the Roosters game. Yeah, he, ma- he, he made a good point that when the Roosters lose, Trent Robertson's coaching deficiencies are so highlighted compared to other teams. Like, when they lose, he's just lack of, you know, change of mindset with use, use of his yeah. bench. Like, he just sat there and watched the starters fade the game away mm-hmm. and they, until he made his late subs. 
And then, you know, he had a plan to play Victor Radley at lock, so he did it anyway. Despite They're getting smashed in the middle. It's like, just because Victor Radley played well at lock last week, mate, doesn't mean you can do it this week. You're getting smashed in the yeah. guts. Maybe put on the big fellas and see what happens. Didn't do that. And then, even then, he left his bench on too long because they were planned to stay on. He just didn't keep doing anything fresh. Didn't try anything new with, with any yeah. of that rotation. And they're really missing to me. I know Orbison's pretty cooked in terms of an edge play. They're really missing Madison playing in the middle. But what a surprise. They actually have to play by the salary cap and they have no other options. Like, Rhys Robinson's still on the wing this week. People were crying that they got to sign Kurt Baptiste like they were cheating the cap. But, you know, if that's the best depth player they have and he's in reserve grade, they ain't got many options. They've got no other outside backs. They've got no other forwards. This is it. This is their 17. Mm-hmm. This was the thing. You know? we, they had to... They have, I think, the best 17 on paper in the NRL if yeah. everyone's yeah. healthy. But they've already lost one guy for the year. And if they... If they lose a couple of forwards, they're in big trouble. Who else? Who have they lost for the year? Tupo. No, he's, he's only out for 12 10 weeks. 10 or 12 oh, weeks. well, yeah. okay, fine. But that's a long time. It'll be their yeah. season, though. And then mm. they've still got stuff like, you know, Ferguson's had a good year, but God, he just gets caught out of position so often still. Like, they're 40-20. Why he was like 40 metres away from there, terrible. <laughs> Robinson was even back on the other side, but he wasn't ready for that. It was yeah. a great kick. Robinson was waiting for the quick throw-in. <laughs> uh. Yeah, geez. Getting torn apart by Mason Leno, Reese Robinson, not great. Like Mason Leno's to be fair, Reese Robinson would be used to playing at an empty Allianz getting smashed by New Zealand teams. He would so be. there you go. Maybe that's why they included him. Smart. Yeah. There we go. Uh, just a little a, super rugby humour for everyone. That's good. Good gear. Yeah, thanks. Uh, just a side note, unfortunately, Fusatua scored on the weekend. If he hadn't have scored, all their points would have been by players with four letters in their last name. Oh. Andy Howe, Stato out here. Uh, stick to A-League, Andy. Stick to A-League, Get out Andy. of here. Moving on. Uh, Manly Warringah 32, oh. Canberra 16. This game sucked. This, this should not... I can't believe it was this close. Next Me game. neither. This, this, <laughs> like, next, this, next two garbage time tries. Uh, Tommy Turbo got hurt, but he played really well. Um, That's my assessment of this game. Well, well, their Manly, their injury ward is not great. No. Uh, Clever Tunganoa out for the season with an ACL and an MCL. They Siren named Siren in this week. Yes. Yeah, no, they didn't name ACL. him in the end. Oh, you lied to no, me. No, though. They had named him, ah. and then they pulled him out of naming him, but then NL.com published him being named anyway. They ah, renamed okay. their team list. Uh, um, Trebojevic out with, a, Ma- with an Manly. ankle as well. So they played away from Brookvale twice, got got beaten by the Knights and got pummeled by South. They played the team. They played the two winless teams at home and smashed them both. So I really don't know what to make of them. They, they, uh, there isn't a lot to talk about in this game. Like, Canberra were absolutely abhorrent They're so shit. for most of the game. Leilua... He's dropped Josh Papali. Yeah, well, I don't understand. I do not get it. does? Like, Papali was terrible. They were all terrible. You can't drop them Uh, all. I think... The Papali thing is a, a, a case of, you know, cutting off the head. Let's drop the biggest profile player and see if it shakes something up. That's what I think it was. Mm. But, I mean, you know, we have to start me on who Ricky should or shouldn't drop yeah. at his football side. How the, the, how the one to seven stays the same. And how he's, like I've said, it, we've said this already, how he tied himself to Sam Williams again and watched his defense in this game and thought, yeah. yeah, I'll leave him in there. I want some more of that. I want some more of that. No, I'll drop all the other halves, but I'll stick with Sam Williams this year. So Whatever. Bad. And then Luke Bateman still gets gets to play rugby league at a first grade level. He's just he's just Jared Kennedy. He's the kind of player the moment another first grade coach takes that side, he'll never play first grade again. No, Ra- Raiders next fortnight two home games against the Bulldogs and Parramatta. So they th- must win games, Mate, both of them. They're playing like a team who know their season's over and they're four rounds in. Their defense was disgusting. There's no commitment yeah. in it whatsoever. I can't believe they only lost by 16. Anytime Tommy Turbo got the ball, the entire Raiders side backed away and yeah. thought, oh shit. Is he going to run it again? There was there was that one incident where uh, Leilua was penalized for hitting Thompson 
without the ball. And that to me was just like, uh, I'm going to get, they're going to rush, rush up into the line, five meters out of the line to anticipate the ball and then have to move sideways to try and make a tackle instead of walking into the tackle. And he couldn't do it. So he just laid a hit because the bloke didn't have the ball. I was like, mate, you've got to read the game better than that. You should have got I, I, just I agree with that. I just don't understand how guys like Boyd and Bateman keep their spots and Papali gets dropped. Unless it is, as you said, just Tim trying to send some weird message. That's what, well, they have no they have no depth either. They have some well, terrible... True. But the excuses for him is like, mate, this entire squad is your squad. Yeah. You've had three years now. Whatever You've had three years. You built it. And you had, you had a good year. You, have, you had your Ricky year. It was a good but year. But like, there was two players who played here before Ricky got there. And it's like Papali and uh, Croker. I think yeah. everyone else is pretty much, you know, since and he's been Croker's there. obviously a local, and Papali's been there since he was came, like he yeah, debuted like, there, didn't he? Yeah, but, you know, he, he, you know, Shannon Boyd, he tied himself to. He brought in Paulo, he brought in Soliola, he brought in Whitehead, and like Whitehead's okay, but like most of this team is his team. He sticks with Luke Bateman. He shipped off Paul Vaughan and, and, and kept Shannon Boyd there. Like these that's, are all his. That teams. is the number that one most going, inexcusable one. Yeah, to me. that's going to be the the biggest. Blot on his copybook well, really. among the large, large blots. No, oh, the big, the big problem is it looks like the club is going to back him in this year, and they have Paulo off contract, Papali off contract, Caesar off contract, Austin off contract, Shannon Boyd off contract, and whilst you know Caesar and Austin haven't exactly been fantastic for them the last mm. two two years, uh, Papali and Paulo aren't in fantastic form, and neither, and Boyd hasn't been great for a few years either. You can't let that talent walk out of the door in one off season. Mm, that's no, a lot of talent, um, but you well, can't. And you, I mean, I feel like Austin's going to leave. Yeah, there's no way he can tolerate being treated like this. It's ridiculous. I it think was... Austin and Caesar should both leave. Yep. Anyway, they I should agree. both. But if I'm saying if you're the Raiders, you can't like they can't let that happen. There's the there's no good players off contract this year because everyone was off contract last year for the new salary cap rise. Like there's, you know, the best middles off contract are like Leeson, Armel, and Matt Lodge, and Tavita Pangai. And Pangai's good, and Armel's good as well, but. You're not going to be paying. They don't want to be paying Lodge and Armour 500k plus a year, right? Yeah. No. And that's the kind of place you'll end up in if you let go of guys like Paulo and Papali. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they stink. They I, stink. I have no idea what to make of Manly. And They've beaten two really bad teams at home. They're, uh, they're similar to last year. They'll minnow bash at at, at Brookvale. They'll, they'll yeah, but the teams. two teams they lost to are pretty minnowish as well. Yeah, so no, but at Newcastle. home they'll minnow bash. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. They're, yeah. They're, they're, I think, as you say, their their plus minus is going to be heavily in the plus because they'll minnow yeah they're going to end up with like ten wins and fourteen losses with a plus one hundred. Like, yeah, plus one hundred and sixty point differential somehow. Look, I thought they were okay. They did enough. I know that it sounds silly, but they beat a team that was this poor to say that they only did enough. But yeah, like they good work, Manly. Proud of you. They finished the game with you know fourteen players that they yeah they didn't have to yeah. do much more. Their depth are going to get tested though. Which they didn't really have much of. No, when it's Stein back in, Tlangenal was finally like he was having going to be having a decent season in first grade, and yeah, we'll see what happens. For uh, he, yeah, not good. Who who have they named? Have they who have they've they named, named Stein and then Jack Kuszewski? What fullback? They named uh, Matt Wright with with Dylan Walker coming right. in the centers. Yep, uh, and they've named Jack Kuszewski. They got from South on the bench with Winterstein starting in the second row. I'm what tipping whoever they're playing. What a fun time! Uh, St. George, Illawarra 30, Newcastle 12. Uh, for mine, the game of the week. Highlights, Gareth Widdop kicking a ball onto the roof. Uh, Rostog killed a man. He killed you and Atkin in a tackle. Mitch, what was your highlight of this game? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's one particular one. Probably Jack DeBellin folding. Who did he fold in half like really early? I can't remember. But I can't you can remember. He heard the yeah. whack and he dropped the ball. Was it Herman Assisi? I can't remember who he folded in half. Uh, yeah, Dragons. 
they're good. They 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 look legit. Knights, they're kind of who we thought they were. They sort of come back to earth with a thud after those great first two weeks. Um, this was another game for me where the Knights. I don't feel like they necessarily deserve to lose. I oh, thought they played well enough, no. and they just got beaten by a team that ran through them. <laughs> uh, we, I don't know if we can use those excuses on Neither. them anymore, man. I'm not using like, it. They're, they weren't good enough. No, yeah, fair. They're just yeah. They they weren't good enough. And um, Callum Pong was exceptional, but stop, don't get caught in just. Playing, throw it to Kalen. No, you, that's the last thing you do is burn this kid out by relying on it, like chucking him the ball and hoping he does something good. And eventually, teams will just start jamming up on him. And oh yeah. no, he's good enough to beat a lot of them. But they're just going to start hitting Kalen Ponger a lot. That's just yeah. it. That's what happens. Mm. Like, uh, don't get caught into just throw it to him and hope something happens. Yeah. But yeah, um, Widdop's been the player of the comp for me in the first month. He was mm-hmm. great again in this game. Ben Hunt was really good as well. Who was the last foreign player to win the Dalian? Uh, Has it been? Do any? you count New Zealanders? Because Tamalolo, oh, Tongans, Tamalolo won. Tamalolo, yeah. Any before him? Like, literally, uh, I don't know. So, like, a Northern Hemisphere plus. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sam Burgess in 2014. Hashtag my real Dalian world. <laughs> but, but, um, uh, I'll never, ever let that go. Uh, Please do. No. Um, I don't care about the Dalian, so. I don't, I don't anymore. Brock Lamb. What about the Rothmans medal? Ba- ba- bad, bad week for Brock Lamb Truthers. Terrible week. As a Brock Lamb Truther, terrible week for him. But, yeah. uh,. If he's in Moran and Gold next year because of this, I'll be all right with it. That's fine. That's, he, a, that's a good, good little, f- good little bait to leave out there for all the fishies to uh, blow away at. I like this, that. Um, this Dragons team, like you know, all of us sat in this room, and many have it and thought, you know, on paper, James Graham's going to go there and free up Vaughan and Debellin even more on paper, or on paper, Ben Hunt's going to go there and let Widdop do his thing more and yeah. take a little pressure off him. Yeah, and but games aren't played know. on paper. But, oh, it but, are they, oh, but are they ever? Like, you know, are they? The, theory, the theory with Kronk and Tedesco hasn't come to life, but no. the theories with the Dragons team are, are more, have done more than that. Mm. You know, we thought they'd be a top six side, but mm-hmm. they, they're definitely the, one it, of the best two teams in the competition. And, 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 it's not even just Graham freeing up the other forwards. I mean, like these sort of unheralded outside backs are playing really well as well. Nene McDonald's playing as far better than he's ever played before. Tim Laffey's playing really well. Matt Dufty's been an upgrade from Dugan, as we've said mm-hmm. several times. Yeah. Ewan Aitken's playing really well. The whole back line's... Playing really well. well. They're all fit. I mean, Lafayette and Aiken probably haven't been fit in the same season yet. Yeah, they've been in the Dragons yet. They haven't been. Like, Aiken had trouble all last year. Lafayette had trouble two years ago. Yeah. Uh, but they've also got guys like, you know, and it's not a knock on them, but they've got some flat track bullies. And there's a, there's some, a lot of flat tracks T-Sims. at the moment. Tarek yeah. Sims is probably the biggest. Him and, him he, and Corbin, he is front runner, the biggest flat pack bullies going around, and they're playing fantastically. But mm-hmm. then also, some of the outside backs, Nene, you know, can be like, yeah. Lafayette can be like it, that. It, we're living in a world where, like, Jason Nardigal is, like, the Dragons' least opponent backline option and yeah, whereas like, we had several years where he was like the only one worth feeding. To do anything. Yeah, he scored 16 it, like, tries last year yeah no he's yeah. good no, no I know that's, that's that what was we're the, this was like, only like six months ago he the, was the best The best. he's still he's there. still fine but like Nene's playing really well yeah and they're going to have the flattest of tracks because that forward pack keep knocking everybody over and stomping him into the ground mm-hmm. and it's not just it's not just running meters with Vaughn and Graham and DeBell and whatever. It's they're whacking everybody. They, they, Sims is hitting people. They DeBell hit people, people like sledgehammers. McInnes is hitting people. And then, and then the other teams get, get afraid of running up the guts. So they start running diagonal. Yep. And that's it. Once they're on top, there's no better. Like, you know, Widdop and Hunt, they have games where they're terrible when they fade away. They try shit doesn't work. But when the team's on top, there's not really any better halves than those two when it, when it four packs rolling. Like, and the thing, the thing about like the middles is that they, they, those two blokes go off, and then you bring on Leeson Armour, who on, kicks people in the face for fun. On form, best, uh, best, best player in the comp. In the best comp, comp in the, the comp on form. Like, yeah. That's it. You bring him on, and that's, it just roll over you again. He, they, they are, like, the bench players are 
playing superb. They're playing their role so well. It's mm. so good to see that they're actually working as a unit of four or five as opposed to two blokes coming off and two blokes coming on. Yeah, and then Jack DeBellin and attack digging into the line just creates so much space for Widdop and Hunt as well. I mean, mm. the, the Tarek Simmons try they scored early, all they had to do was make Hunt float behind DeBellin. DeBellin hit a wide pass to Widdop, and then that was it. Proclam was one-on-one with Tarek Sims. Yeah. Because it's a forward who can hit a ball 15 metres. Yeah. And, and that's it. And we already knew him and Vaughan worked well together. Then there's Graham. They get the ball around Park really well in the middle of the field. And yeah. well, again, when they're rolling, Widdop and Hunt are great. And I know there was a lot of concerns about Hunt going there and, and his terrible kicking game will be on show from distance. But always been a great attacking kicker. And I kind of forgot that when he goes to the Dragons, Widdop can do some of the other kicking. Yeah. So it's like there's just you know, there a good a kick, event. There was a kick back on the inside from Widdop. Uh, yeah. left foot over the defense. And I was just like, I did not think that that was possible. Yeah. And they're just playing so well. And I know there'll be some tough patches at some point. There always is. But, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's round eight. They play the Warriors. Yeah. Mm. They've got a, actually a pretty be. tricky month coming up. They play they Souths, Sharks, Roosters, Warriors, and next four. So they've got a yeah. tough three weeks. It's just good to see, you know, those three teams we all thought would sit at the top aren't there. No. And the teams like the, the Dragons and Warriors breathing fresh air in the competition. And the Tigers. But, and the Tigers. But the the Dragons doing it with attacking rugby league as well, mm. with with in your face rugby league playing and and playing the way fans want to watch. Really, mm-hmm. honestly, yeah. that's yeah. what they do. They look like they want to score every time they get the ball, but not in a stupid way. Yeah. <laughs> not in a not they're, in a Wests Ipswich Jets. They're a great team to watch. And then you got look at it like there's a lot of guys that are on that bubble for rep selection. Hopefully, you, you can get your Vaughans and McInnes's, DeBellins, Aitkins in there come mid-year. If you're a Dragons fan, though, you're kind of hoping that it get picked because no, we've seen well, before that those, how disruptive that can be. Well, with the yeah. with the way Origin lines up this year, it's not as bad. That's as true. It's not as disruptive, but that, yeah. yeah, but that's it. But looking forward to seeing them play some big games in a couple of mm. weeks. Uh, we move on to the saddest timeline. Yeah, Ugh. Brisbane fourteen, Gold Coast twenty six. Yeah, at wow. Lang Park. Oh no, I can't find my sad sound. Of there it is. Uh, no, I pressed the wrong. Oh, one. he's killed it. We're doing the whole th- yes, whole thing. Yeah, first one of the year wasn't Souths. What an upset, Dale. Um That's the first time the Titans have won as the away team at Suncorp. Yeah, that real, real useless stat that they've won at Suncorp. But they were the home <laughs> yeah. team that time, so they had the home crowd behind yeah, them. They did, and the hometown refereeing. Yeah. But not not in this game. They won. Uh, Kane Elgie's best game. Yeah, I Maybe? finally think about getting off Kane Elgie Island last week. That he does this to me. Yeah, he was yeah. fantastic. Uh, Jai Arrow looks a million bucks. Uh, um. For me, where I'd start, for me, is, you know, Garth Brennan, when he got there, he took some of his boys up to, to the Gold Coast. He took up Leilani Latu, uh, Bryce Cartwright, Mitch Rain up there, and kind of reversed the off-season plans that the Titans had, which were was to make Jairo a big-minute player. It was to get Morgan Boyle and Max King more involved. And he went there, and his boys failed, but he went away from it. Like, in three weeks, he's like, you know what? Fuck it. This isn't working. Leilani Latu yeah. isn't playing first grade. Bryce Cartwright is only playing 60 minutes and someone else Ryan is James back in the middle. It's like Ryan James back in the middle, Jai Arrow where they signed him to play, big minutes at lock, and Wallace in the middle. And what a surprise, they won the middle battle. They won yeah. it well. They put pressure on the Broncos, and the Broncos wilted. That's it. That was, that was a simple game of rugby league. That the Titans just won the middle of the field, and the Broncos wilted. And then Philip Sami had a, had a fantastic game. Oh, yeah, in the man. origin team. Yeah, I heard that take already. Yeah. Love it. So <laughs> good. What state's he from? Queensland. Okay. Oh, yeah. Of course he is. Yeah. Uh, good. Well, he can kick. Ah, sorry. <laughs> like, so, put a good kick yeah. in. It was, it was a cronk esque kick. Yeah. Is every back in Queensland coach to kick like God, Kronk? I loved that try so much. <laughs> I feel like you've got to be really happy as a Titans fan as well. You did this win and Ash Taylor didn't do anything. Yeah. Because it's a team that's really relied on him a lot 
the last couple of years. And you did, had this win, but, you know, it was through the forwards and then a bit of Kane Elgin and some Philip Sammy magic you won. You didn't have to rely on Ash Taylor doing everything. Another random player getting a try... Try assist from a kick that wasn't Ash Taylor. Yeah, like that's, Ryan James and Sammy. Ridiculous. That's just the most bizarre. That's the most bizarre Gold Coast possibility. Like all of their tries have come through him kicking. He has, from memory, has the most kick, kicking try assists in the comp last yeah, year. Yeah, always great, great, great kicking. And game, you get a prop and a winger to kick to each other. Hmm, yeah, fun times. So yeah, the main concern to me is a Broncos fan is the, the is the stupid penalties and errors. The the counts aren't high. So the Broncos are still giving away the third least penalties in the comp, right? They're only giving away 33. But 21 of those penalties have been in the opposition's 30. That's 21 of them. and they, that's most penalties of, and errors? No, that's penalties. Okay. In the opposition's 30. That's the most in the comp. But 65% of their penalties, the average is 40%. Like, that's what they've given away in other teams' 30. So they let them up the field easy. Then they don't do any penalties in their own end to slow teams down. This firstly doesn't work. And then the errors. In this, in this game, they dropped the ball eight times before tackle three. And 10 of the drop balls... Came, 10 of the 11 drop balls came in their own 20 or the opposition 20. That's the same thing that happened last week. They just get the dick fingers and drop the ball. That's it, but, you, you know, there was three dropped on tackle one on the opposition 20. Off in Garway's error, that should have been dropped like a hundred Kieran formed into something you never fucking, never see happen. That happened. Roberts dropped one on, on tackle one. Uh, Thiday's first touch, he dropped the ball on tackle one. Jonas Pearson too. dropped it with not an open trial line, but nobody in front of him, you know. Yep. Like, there's stupid errors like that. It's just terrible. And then when we got the ball... They were sluggish and nobody played direct. Not one player played direct. And it was kind of an occasion of throw it to somebody else and they'll, they'll do it. Yeah. And when they threw it to Milford, the whole team stood and watched him and nothing happened. They threw it to Nick Rambe, the whole team stood and watched him and nothing happened. And I know, you know, Kevin Walters is the attack coach again this year. And it's just not working. I think they've discussed going back to Dimitri. And, you know, this is a team that's got the second most points last year, for example. But they look like they're running set plays now at a snail's pace. And they always end up in Darius Boyd's hands. With no options because they've moved so slow that the other teams got numbered up. You know, they just yeah, they just it look lo- real off looks, the pace. It looks like they're playing at the pace of like an over thirty fives team, especially yeah. in those set plays. Like they walk through them like they're learning them for the first time. Yeah, and there we go. But yeah, just the, the amount of errors they make in their own and the other end. Just you're not going to win games like that. Mm. It's just that simple. The, you know, errors on your fourth tackle or fifth tackle when you're spreading it and you're forty meters from the team's line. Those are part of rugby league or, or on last tackle. A lot of people's errors come on last tackle and they won't realise. But when you're dropping it, the first two tackles, eight of your 11 drops, the first two tackles, not good enough. Like That's it. And the dumb ways they happen. Corbin Sims dropping it in the first tackle of the game as well. That's it. And and <laughs> Bennett called out the players, which I enjoyed as well. Just just wasn't there, the commitment in that regard. Sounds like the desperate act of a man who's lost there his aura. Mm-hmm. And he has got a, a hard question to answer. I know people think it looks easy, but dropping Sam Thiday is, is a hard call. If, if Stan Potter's form say like this, right? Like, people will point to Alfie, who didn't get dropped, he left, but they'll point to uh, Gordon Tallis. They'll point to tapping Justin Hodges or Corey Parker on the shoulder. They'll point to Wally Lewis. But you've got to remember, Wally Lewis is 30 years ago, and he, whilst he was a hero, that's a real difference between Wally Lewis, who, who he was, and who Sam Thiday is. And Sam Thiday didn't take his rep droppings quietly, and that's for Australia and Queensland. He didn't earn those jerseys. He chose to blame those coaches. And this is a Sam Thardo now who is on TV three times a week, who still thinks he's a media ma- magnate. He wants to go that way. Can't mm. keep his mouth shut. Spending last week talking about how Jaden Sewer's an ex-Ben T.O. Can't shut his mouth. You think he's going to get dropped and just go away quietly? I don't think so. I think he's pretty bitter if he gets dropped because yeah. he's on the cusp of 300 games he plays the rest of the season. But yeah, it's a tough call to make. I mean, it, the easiest decision is Sam Thardo to just care about rugby league again and, and yeah. turn up. But you I don't know. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. You know, you... You can only lead him to water. 
You can't make him care. Exactly right. And uh, like just Wayne's usually pretty good at giving guys that tap before before it's over. That should have been it possibly could have been last year. Well, apparently he tried to tell him to go into last season, but how did that turn out? Well, he's got another year left. He didn't want to. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't seem to give a shit this year. But yeah, like. I am of the opinion, just like the Roosters and the Cowboys, the Broncos will sort it out eventually because just like the Roosters and Cowboys, some underdone, underdone players like mm. Milford, Boyd, Bird, those kind of guys. But Thiday's a concern, and and just the, the the lack of lift from I thought Maguire and Gillett, the big guys, is concerning me. Not the fringe players like Maguire was great in his second stint when he came back on, but where were you in the first half, mate? When the game, you know, until the game starts, and yeah, the game was there to be won at that yeah. point. And Lodge, and Lodge was playing well, and uh, Alex Slim was playing all right, but no one else at the fullback really did in the first half. And Sims just can't start. That's unfortunate. He's just not good starting. And yeah, and then Gillett didn't really fire up and whatever. No, And then all the other Broncos went sideways in attack. And yeah, the Titans, simple, kept the pressure on, hit them hard. And when they got down the Broncos' end, they abused that weak right edge defense now, which is now weak because whatever, I think they're overcompensating for Nick Ramo. I don't know what it is. They get caught short on numbers. They abused that all day and then scored it. You know, it might be a lucky try, or whatever, but they scored it. The Philip yeah, Sarmie doesn't, one doesn't doesn't show up. How it looks, it doesn't Mate, show up. Lucky on the doesn't matter when you you know greatly you, you win the contest for one air, one aerial duel, and then you put another fantastic second kick in. Yeah, you know, that's I don't know. That's talent. Yep, <laughs> that second kick's not really. And right. I mean, like, it's not like Anthony Don is not known for his aerial prowess. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he he dominated Jason Nightingale with one hand, and that should have been a penalty try last year, and he still scored. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and if you looked at Milford's stats right now, if you just looked at his numbers on paper, you wouldn't think they belonged to Anthony Milford. Mm. It's the first four game stretch of his entire career that he hasn't had a line break or a, or a uh, try or try assist in it for his entire career. So you're saying you kept the wrong half? No, I'm not saying that. And then, <laughs> but like if you look at it. Lot, lots of more kicks, a lot more kick meters, a lot more forced dropouts, forced errors from bombs he's put up that have been decent. Not missing many tackles, making a lot of tackles. It's just, but it's just not who Anthony Milford is, you know. And that's the concern with Nick Arima alongside him. You have to lift more other things. But if it's going to take away from his running game, just fucking just let him get the ball and run straight and have players go, get on, get on the ball around he, him. He still has zero try assists. Zero, I said zero tries, zero try assists, zero line breaks, zero line break so assists. Philip Sammy has more zero. try assists than he Anthony does. Milford. He does more tries. Stats. That's bizarre. Mm. That's it. Just you know, and obviously they're not all everything, but we're not even running the ball as much as you were. That just stuff kind of happens, and it's. Yeah. Surprising he's defending better than he used to, but he just is. I think the point that you're making about the Gold Coast is the same thing that you were making about the Warriors, is if you go up through the middle, dominate the middle, you make them play, it's and make them game, make an man. error. It's a simple game. It's a simple game. Rugby League. Rugby League is a simple game right. made difficult, mate. And then the Broncos miss Corey Oates way more than they should miss a winger. Just like they miss Andrew McCulloch a lot. Like Oates, you know, career-wise with him, since 2015 started, they've won 42 of 63 games with Oates on the wing. It's almost 70%. That's, That's a pretty, pretty, pretty good return. Yeah. Hey, do you have to tell me how good Corey is? Exactly right. But then when he's not there, they're 6 from 13. So mm. they're 40% for oh, them. There you go. That's it. And like, it's, it's more, you know, not huge differences, but I looked at the, the average, you know, first and second tackle the Broncos have with him without on the, in the field. And it's only a few metres, but every tackle that counts, you yeah. know, a few yeah. metres at the pitch. And hey, the, wingers, just look at Parramatta. Uh, missing your star yeah. winger can make all the difference. They can. Yeah. And yeah. I'm missing Oates out makes a big difference, and hopefully when he comes back, he stays on the wing. But Nicaragua experiment, it's you got to persist. It's There's four no rounds. You can't you give up. Sorry, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, if you got a Q, Q cup, put well, Darius Boyd in the halves, Mitch. Why not? That take. They're do like, they actually? I was joking. They've been there since off season. Oh, last but you know, Jesus if you go to, go to Q Cup, what we have on the on the books of the Broncos is Sam Scarlett, who's average. Todd Murphy, who's almost thirty and average. Troy Dargan, who's playing bench hooker behind Todd Murphy. 
Sean Nona, who is a talented player, but is not the player who's going to solve these issues. He's not a controlling halfback. And then the halfback who's in the best form in Q Cup is Michael Dobson, who's like 35. And I remember we all him. Yeah, he was okay player, but we're not going to go to Michael Dobson. Dominated the Super League for a while, didn't he? He did. Like, yeah. You know, that's it. So for me, it's Nicarima for another five weeks. If that fails, honestly, it's Jack Bird. There you go. That's mm. what I'd do, but we'll see. But yeah, uh, hopefully the boys can bounce back. Like I said, I just think they're in a bit of a bit of a rut and a bit of early season crisis of uh, identity, and it'll bounce around. Alrighty. Uh, speaking of sixty forty, West Tigers thirty, Parramatta twenty. Explain the segue. Explain it. Sixty forty. It's sixty forty split. It's they have fifty points, sixty percent, forty percent. I like it. Yeah, thanks. Well done. Sorry. Uh, I th- look. West's played really well for sixty minutes. Uh, is Corey Thompson the next Darren Lockyer? Uh, did well, we we Mitch and I discussed this today. Did did the Storm potentially keep the wrong big four? <laughs> <laughs> they could have kept Corey Thompson, Gareth Widdop, Blake Green, and Slade Griffin. Yeah, that is a big four. Instead of these bums that they've <laughs> kept <laughs> around. Bums. Uh, I thought Wests were great. Um, God, Parramatta. Uh, I was at the Easter Show so and once again. Did you say a para fan? Like five, five different what is people wrong with in these either people? Tigers or Eels shirts while this game was happening. What is wrong at with these shirts? So I've only seen the highlights, but I pray for them. Bizarre, like at least no joke, at least five while the game was happening, mm. just walking around the Easter Show in either Tigers or Eels shirts. I do not understand. Did it. you stop and ask? No, I should have, shouldn't I? You did it. You did it again, mm. again. <laughs> no did. patting I've the bad us, dog I've this let week. Let everyone down. I'm sorry. You have. Um, so, but I from the highlights I saw, Esan Masters is the greatest player of all time. Um, he is good, and Mitch Moses is terrible at defending. Oh, I did see that highlight of Mitch Moses rather shrilly dropping a C bomb at a teammate. Did you guys see this? Yes, yes. I did. It was great. It was great. That's what. That's how what how the does kids an adult man say. sound like that? Yeah, it's great. Uh, he sounds like a spoiled six-year-old from like. Yeah, like. I what don't if understand. I told you like he one is? <laughs> Seriously, I I was bat when someone was like, "That's Mitch Moses." I'm like, "No, that's a child in the crowd." He's like, "No, it's Mitch Moses." I'm like, "Ah, okay." Although being a West game, it wouldn't have surprised me if it was a child well, in yeah, the crowd. Some just some kid named Jaden just. Yeah. And Corey Thompson just makes no sense, and I love it. Like he's yeah. like made of elastic, and also the strongest man alive in the smallest body. It makes no sense. You just can't get him over the sideline. Finishes every try. How he's a white <laughs> Matt, he's a white Matt Utah. Yeah, I like like it. Makes, oh, please, Matt Utah is not as good as Corey Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He got wow. kicked, he got kicked out of the league, like you know, as in height wise. But Corey Thompson can compete in the air, you know. That, but yeah, they. Just how he finishes some of these tries. They go all get sent up no try because no one has any faith that he can bloody score at his size. I don't understand how that how he scored that try in the corner. It like makes the, no sense. The, the physics of that don't I don't, they don't they don't agree. How he stepped back real. inside. Almost every time that ever happens, a wing gets smashed and yeah. thrown over the sideline. And somehow him and his like ninety odd kilo frame had no trouble. <laughs> ninety kilos is kind. And they they resigned him today. Deserved another already. one two years. Uh, another year on it. But yeah, on SR Masters just balled out again. All, every offload he threw looked like they were going to score. Breakout star of the yeah. season thus far. Yeah, he has been. And I, the, I did like people learning the corner post rule. Mm. What do you mean? That it doesn't count as touching the corner post if it's in someone's hand. Oh. Because Th- Thompson had the ball touching the corner post, but it was also touching the try line, so it didn't count as out because it wasn't touching mm. the ground. Right. Something like that, but that caused much consternation in uh, mm. in NRL land. And uh, Eels need Clint Gutherson so bad. I never thought I never thought that they would miss a player as much as they do him because he doesn't seem to be the 
the answer to their problems, which are their forwards are made of yeah. putty and their backs like to drop the ball and give away penalties. Oh, mate. They, they look like a team. They look Them and the Raiders look like they hate rugby league at the moment. I would hate rugby league if I played for Round them. Round six, they play each other. Yeah, no, it, could be the, it could be the... Um, yeah. Five and oh. But yeah, it was the, the oh, Tigers finally got healthy in attack and Benji Marshall had a good game with the ball in hand he too. Did. And Josh Reynolds is not taking that jersey. No, he There's probably no goes way. into 14, surely. Yeah, seriously, maybe. They're not, yeah, well, not even maybe. There's no way he's taking Benji's jersey, mm. the form he's been in. And, and clearly, he's the, has not balls. the guy who's going to well, put I mean, a guy he, there just because he's on big he, money. He is making the big calls, and yeah, I and I thoroughly played reserves again, right? He did. He played quite well. They smashed Wenty. I'm glad. Good for them. That was very. That was a very confusing game to watch. Both. So primary getting smashed in both grades. Then that's great. They got beat by 36 points. So well, yeah, things things are going really well for them. Uh, correct. Um, yeah, I thought that game was pretty much cut, cut and dry. I thought Wests were not outstanding, but definitely did enough, and they, they will look to try and play for another 20 minutes yeah. next week. Hey, it's yeah. April, and they're in the top four. <laughs> Somehow, uh, this was an improved game by Parramatta. Also, they play Melbourne again next week, which is weird. I don't well, know. Well, yeah, and Parramatta play Penrith again, and... Yeah, Sharks play Dragons again you next kinda, week. If you're getting through the Tigers, though, you kind of want to play Melbourne now. I would, too. Yeah, Melbourne are now missing point. Chambers, missing Finucane. And they're not been in great form. I'd be wanting to play them right now. And Brody Croft hasn't got his feet under him. And, and not just that, but they're New playing Zealand them in New Zealand. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great time to play. Mm-hmm. Benji Marshall, big draw card. Surely. <laughs> oh, surely. Well, it's already going to be a packed out stadium anyway. But yeah, yeah. Pa- Parramatta have a lot of problems that I don't know they can be answered this year, which is one of the things I got way wrong this preseason. I thought they'd be a decent side again. But most people were. did, man. I, well, people I didn't speak to many people who didn't have them in their top eight. Yeah, they got it way wrong. Uh, we all got it way wrong. But yeah, just um, they stink. They stink. They really do. Like, yeah, there's not really any young forwards in that club they can just throw in. They're trying to sign some mid-season guys, but it's not going to happen. Well, that, it's hey, they relying, can sign Josh Papali. Relying on other other clubs to re- refill your roster during the year is always difficult. You know, mm-hmm. to give you a player that's going to change your first grade fortunes, yeah, doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Simi Randra trying the chip and chase. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Semi run, run, He's absolutely buried it. How much of your day did you spend watching Semi Rodrandra highlights today? Not, a, not put my not uh, not what I did at work on record. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like to keep work, work, and home, home. Thank you. Yeah. No, but I, um, I have looked. So that's some French rugby highlights today, and Jesus, is he the best rugby union player in the world? Yet? He looks like it. Okay, I don't know good. if he is. No, let's just let's go with it. It's like every time he got the ball or he offloaded, they scored. Well, <laughs> like, look, that's a pretty good success rate, to be yeah, honest. Who are you playing for, Toulon? Toulon. He's going to Bordeaux next season. That's where he's going. Bordeaux yeah. Beagles. That, that's <laughs> what. what, what, what <laughs> I'm not shitting you. That's what they're called, the Bordeaux Beagles. I thought you were just being silly. No, no. Oh, Beg- this is the you've had for a long time, Bungard. You don't care how much a player is paid. You care, like, you know, is a unit. What you know, how he fits in, correct? And yeah, semi's loss for Para, unbelievable, huge. Mm-hmm. huge. Like, like even if you are, even asking the Broncos for example, if I had the choice of having Corey Oates and Tom Opacek as one edge, or Jack Bird and Jonas Pearson, it's Oates and Opacek every time, and mm-hmm. Oates and Opacek cost less mo- uh, more, less money, you know. Yep. But that's it. Like semi. I thought you were going to say I'd rather just take semi than all four of them, which would have been. Well, a, I could have done that, but yeah. like you know, semi didn't leave Parramatta for money reasons. Because he had the domestic violence thing he wanted to go, and he also wanted to get paid. But 
Yeah, I don't think he went went there, showed what he can do. He's never coming back. The money's not going to be here. Yeah, especially if he's dominating. Anyway, yeah. Uh, news? Do we? Go, we got you got news? Yeah. Uh, Sammy Randrader is really good oh. at rugby. That's right. item, thank God that was yeah. the first item. Well, we news were, we item number one. Um, Andrew Fafita chose to play for Tonga. Good for him, I say. Great stuff. Um, mainly because he's not going to be playing for New South Wales. Did Jack White do something bad, Dale? Yeah, um, not the first time he was caught out of position. Um, Jack White allegedly involved in a fruit. bar fight in Canberra. Allegedly. Um, the three bars in Canberra, so you can take your pick. Probably not the one that the other blokes were ta- picked with uh, with baggies at. Uh, police and the NRL Integrity Unit are investigating. More to come. That was a, a fun little media release that was put out by the Raiders. The Raiders are aware of this investigation and will be making no further comment. At least he didn't throw moisturizer at someone. That's all I have to add. Good point. Well made. Uh, injuries this week, as we mentioned earlier, Kalepi, uh, Kalepi Tanganoa and Curtis Sirenen both out with knee injuries. Tom Travojevic out as well, as we mentioned. Jordan McLean out with a foot injury for three months. That sucks. Feet are important. You need them to walk. Uh, and Tata Monga out for the season. With we forgot to talk about that. Fourth ACL. Well, I wanted to come to it later. I've, I feel for the bloke. Like he's, four. you know, he's not Real. a he's not a world beater. But four ACLs, mate. Maybe rugby league's not for you. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. Look, he, as um, soon as he went, as soon as he went down, I went. Meh, he's days. obviously personally devastated today, yeah. and on another planet. And you got to feel for the bloke. I mean, again, you start playing first grade, you finally get a contract, you finally go somewhere, and four games or well, three and a half games. Yeah, was it? Was it, they scored. That was what six minutes in. They yeah. scored the first try. Yeah. You feel for him. Um, moving on to signings, Corey Thompson, as we mentioned, extends with West Tigers, the greatest player in history. At West's good for him. Chase Stanley got a contract in the Toronto Wolf. Did we do this one last week? I don't I feel know. Like we, we I feel t- like no. I feel I like every week he... some other random fringe first grader joins the Toronto. Wolf I don't think he was mentioned, but it happened last week. Um, anything else? I'm standing up. Ah, uh, oh, suspension. Sorry. Um, Sam, oh, where are we? We're all over the place. Sorry. Are you okay? Uh, Sam Burgess killed a man with his elbow. Oh and... look, he's going to get the two weeks. Apparently, you what reckon? an absolute joke. I agree. Uh, that's not. To me, the, the penalty was enough, and yeah, on report, but like, come on. <laughs> I, know, been, I, know, I, know, I know we, I know it sounds silly, but like, what's he meant to do? Well, that's the, I know there's intent and whatever, and it, like, you don't have to have intent to sorry to have something be reckless or anything, but come on. Oh, can't have Seattle's doing well. Let's throw some trumped up charges at their best player and get him suspended. Boo. Boo. All right, mate. Well, relax, mate. It's a big game this weekend. We need him for you. Will be. Ugh. A small fry for us. Uh, Chambers, two weeks out, suspended, and Dale Finucane, one week as well. Uh, Chambers charged with almost killing a man. Yeah, two weeks is kind of lucky for me. Yeah, he's I, got he's got more carryover points after this as well, I, did, I think. I did like uh, Gallon pulling, pretty much calling him a little bitch after the game, too. He had to do it from behind, you know, and, and, and hang a dog shot at him to take him down. I did like that. Mm. Well, you know, he wasn't lying. Are you serious? We're going to have any questions. Okay, quickly before we go to questions, uh, Sam Burgess did cop two weeks for that. A load of fucking bullshit. But also something we forgot earlier, that Billy Slater's dive. Where would you put this in the in the pantheon of diving? Disgrace. Disgraceful? Disgrace. Well, more the fact that he's getting some form of praise for being like wily and cunning from the commentators. It's cheating. It's, it, but it's just pathetic. There's a, there's a big difference between exaggerating contact yes to get and making the contact up I'm okay with exaggerating contact on the block on uh, obstruction plays because it's just not getting called anymore yeah I'd be okay if my players did that but this kind of dive yeah terrible and Luke uh, Lewis took it better than I expected he, when, it in the post match he was like well uh, I don't know what that was all about I was like, yeah. yeah man I would have blown up about it 
Okay, first question. At 2AHR Blue, who partners Corey Thompson on the wing for Queensland this year? Philip Sammy. Yeah, there you go. At Danger Jonas Goanga, should the Broncos sign the out-of-retirement Ben Hannant and should the Titans sign Ben Hannant when he wants to eat into retirement again? <laughs> okay. Um, Very obtuse question. At Gilby underscore Gillard, why does Sicky continue with three halves and not give Garvey a go? Surely a at 0-4, two genuine hookers is the way to go. Uh, mate, <laughs> you, 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 that's a good question. You'd have to ask the man himself because nobody else has that line of logic. People have been, Raiders fans and, and ourselves have been screaming since round one to actually play hookers. So I don't know what he's doing, but he's been a halfback killer forever mm. and a spine player killer forever. Good luck figuring it out. He just needs Hodgson back and to solve his own problems for him. Uh, next question, LV05. Do we agree the grain, the grain, <laughs> the great Wayne Bennett lost his aura? Or the or will I concede the fact after the Knights put forty in the Broncos this weekend? If the Knights beat the Broncos by forty, I will concede that Wayne Bennett has lost it. What if they only win by thirty eight? It's forty. Okay. They said put forty on, so it could be like Oh, what if they time. win forty thirty six? Yeah, that's he's lost his aura. Well actually the aura go. things no. are rubbish anyway, but yeah. No. I'll concede he's lost it if they lose by forty. Okay. At it's Brody. Were you as shocked as he was when uh checking Simbin Cansmith in his big night? Hashtag all times game record. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Disgraceful, Matt Checker, to do that. Not yeah. knowing no the, sense of the spectacle. Yeah. No, I know. He's killing the game, mate. Record it's referees. Broken. And ruined the record of most games out of Symbian as well now. I mean, it's got, it is the record, but he stopped it flowing on further. Well, I mean, I mean that, that record may never be beaten. He <laughs> might play another 362 games. <laughs> well, I mean, or have many of this. Yeah. He's only 24. So. At true. Eels TCT, they says, He hates when people say, What's the matter, Parramatta? And for some reason, he hates the phrase, Big Boppers. Okay. Which rugby league phrase irritates you? Uh, I don't know if this is specific to rugby league, but it's a sport saying that I hate. It's put in a shift. You don't like putting in a shift? Yeah. I hate it. Like, well, you're a man who doesn't like putting in a shift. That's what it is. Mate, I, <laughs> I work very hard on the field. But that's the thing. <laughs> Everyone's supposed to work hard. If, you're, if, you're, if your uh, redeeming characteristic is that you try hard in a sport, in like in a arena where people are paid to you're, try to do like nothing big, else with you he puts in a shift there's a nice way of saying he's shit what, yeah. what would your like do you, but he sweats where, a lot where yeah. are you well where are you with a uh, good shift what do you mean if 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 you said oh, to somebody that's compliment that's okay oh he had a good shift that means he played well that's what about three pass shifts <laughs> <laughs> actual shifts <laughs> yeah. in the game are fine tectonic <laughs> shifts <laughs> They're alarming. <laughs> they okay. would be. Especially <laughs> Mount Smart. That'd be a trouble. Uh, the two things I hate is put him in the middle and let him work for oh, any next player ever please. who makes a few tackles on the sweat. And also, any big front rower. Gee, I'd like to see him on an edge. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to play inverse. We're going to have a false 10. Oh, <laughs> and obviously, I forgot. Anytime they bring up momentum, just shut momentum. up. Momentum, yeah. yeah. Uh, what other, f- other f- phrases do I hate? I think that's the main ones. Dale, you got any? Uh, I, I do not like... I, I, Put in a shift is a good one. What else? Um, let the boys play. Yeah, you don't like that? I, no. Well, <laughs> I yell that out ironically at, all yeah, the time. At, like at the game because it's, so, it's so stupid. At the game, it's it's fine. Like yeah. you're having a laugh, but like if you if you're a pundit, to, it don't, is a very dumb. That. I like it is a very dumb idea to put forward. I oh, just let the boys control let them the referee game. themselves. Yeah, it, it is. I agree. Please it's be quiet. Uh, at I am not Jonah Hill. Okay. He says, what NRL players could make interesting Commonwealth game cameos and in what sports? Jason Tamalolo. What, what, what? Shot put. Shot put? Yeah. Not shot, really interesting. No, not interesting, yeah. I don't know if I want to see shot put. Um, 
That's that's a that's a great. Yeah, look, I'm not big on the on the uh, old games. Is gymnastics in the Commonwealth Games? Nathan Ross, if Nathan it is, Ross, if, if it is, I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Um, <laughs> as you can see, we're big Com Games fans. <laughs> Sam Thiday in lawn bowls. Lawn He's old. Is, is there something about being third man in? What's a he, sport? Lost <laughs> um, uh, a bronze medal. Billy Slater and diving. Yeah, that was that was no. obvious. I I ignored that. We rose above. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, is there something called a, what's, is, what's a choke? We've missed the oh, we're, Will Chambers <laughs> and wrestling. We've wrestling, missed yeah. that. Is wrestling? Oh, no, wrestling is because Rob Whitaker was going to wrestle. But no, that would be right. interesting. But yeah, Com Games. It's a real thing. Starts on Thursday. Who would know? The Nobody. Don't, don't worry about the coverage. Gold Coast uh, fans when they get confused why their home games are in Toowoomba. Yep, yep. Uh, P twenty five. Now the Bronco season is over. What does Mitch want to see <laughs> them do this off season to prepare for next year? Yeah. Are you worried about the Darius Boyd contract, Mitchell? Okay, that's one. Yes, I, obviously I'm worried about it. I'm not worried about this year. Okay. Because I feel like he's been... It was always going to be a rebuilding year, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Big yeah. rebuilding yeah. year. You're going to rebuild from the bottom of the top eight. <laughs> Thanks for draft picks. But um, no, it's just um, four years is obviously a big worry, but he did say this week that he'd probably retire if it doesn't get better next year. Yeah. So good. That's noble. good on him. That's Yeah. So we'll see. I don't think he's the kind of person who's going to hang around and... and and play terribly for three or four years. We know how much his mental health is affected by rugby league performance, and mm. I think he's been there before. I don't think he'd be someone who'd actually sit there and let it stink for three years. Just just on the topic of sayings I hate, yep. he's not that kind of player. Not that kind of player. Mm. Mm. Yeah, It's not his go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not really a saying, but I hate coaches' focuses on penalty counts and completion rates. Completion rates I can understand. No, but they're just supposed to say like, things they're, like... They're not, but it's not biblical, you well, know. Well, it's the four things that make up any error or completion, right? Error or penalty is when did it happen, what was the scoreline, where on the field, and what was the tackle count. No, but yeah. at the very least, completion rates aren't like... that. You can't argue with completion rates, oh, we dropped the ball, yeah. so later on they have to drop the ball. No, you can't. Yeah. But it's like also the Broncos completed more than the Titans this week. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. Mm. Uh, okay, next one. Uh, from at Warwick Ahern 00 he says should Bronco switch board and Nick Arima or ditch Nick Arima and look for another half or tell Milford to start pulling his million dollar weight and directing the team would you take Blake Austin tomorrow if it was an option no really that doesn't solve any of our problems okay would he, you take Sam Williams tomorrow if it was an option no I'd take Aiden Caesar tomorrow okay uh, that was my next question Blake Austin is a worse Cody Nick Arima there's my take that's, that's a good a take. take that's it's, a good take how is that a no, it's not. Mike Austin's better than Cody Nikarima. Yes. He hasn't been in the last season. He was half. better in 2016 than him. Yeah. Can't kick, can't defend, and he's much bigger than Cody and can't defend. Mm. And his running game's gone. He has no zip. At least Nikarima's got a line break every game this year. <laughs> like, at least got something. Yeah, but mm. I feel like Austin would get a lot of that back if he played alongside Milford because he wouldn't just be the one guy they had to focus well, on. No. Well, he's the guy. What, but the, like the, the answer to our problems is not another running half. Okay. That's why I wouldn't want to touch Austin. True. Um, so Nikarima, I already said not ditching him, but I've always wanted to look for another half after this season. Like there's none now, you know. Who Brock we can get Lamb, but Come Brock Lamb down. next year is what I want. And then we've got the young boys in Tarnaboy and Corey Pakes that'll be there eventually. But yeah, I swear uh, the Broncos just find more football manager regens every year. Yeah, yeah. and telling Milford to start pulling his weight. Yeah, but directing the team, I don't want that to be Milford's job. But just not what he's good at. Like mm. that's just it. Like it's like when we try to make Sean Johnson this guy who's he's not for fucking five ten years. Stop trying to make him, him the guy directing the team around the park. Whatever. Let him Just, be, that's not let how him they be play. himself. Let him be yeah. themselves. Um, his next question says, also thoughts on the rest over the weekend. I think we've kind of we've touched that enough, haven't we? Loved it. More. Uh, Frankie underscore 9 says, which team is most cooked right now? 
and, he, and why? He said he can't decide between Para and Raiders. Uh, Souths have the most cooks, I believe. Okay. Well, the most cooked for me are the That's Raiders. Garbage. Huh? It's so bad. <laughs> the Raiders are fully fit Bar Hodgson. Um, I would rather be the Eels than the Raiders. Yeah, yeah the, me too. The Eels have cattle to come back. And, and the they whole, were good last the, year. Okay. Which matters a little bit. And the whole team hasn't really given up yet. Whereas the Raiders yeah. have really given up. The, effort the Raiders look like they gave up after one try on the weekend. Yeah, the, the Eels look like a bad team. The Raiders look like a team who don't care. Uh, Brad Arthur's a better coach than Ricky yeah. Frankie wants Campo to come in and talk about the Raiders, but I don't think he's in the house anymore. Mm. Oh. Too bad. Also, this episode's already gone for an hour and a bit. Yeah, it has. We haven't got another four hours. Yeah. Uh, Josh Strawberry 44 says, If you're a Para fan and saw Brad Arthur made no changes to the team from last week, would you be happy? Mate, what changes can he make, though? They're all injured. Hmm. Tim Manor on an edge. Yeah, like, he just can't make <laughs> Put him on an changes. edge and stop him from working? Well, yeah. Why not? And now the other guys, like, um, uh, they got Nia Core, who's all right, but he's another back. They don't really need edge back rowers. It's like one position they're pretty solid at with Manu, Kenny, and, and Tapai. They need just, big blokes through the middle and little blokes who can run? Yeah, like, that. they just they can't do anything, you know. And his second question is Jack White and being in the nightclub fight prove that he's an expert at being in the wrong place. Good from Josh. I think you already had that one. Though, Good though, yeah, yeah. Evan underscore Smith one says, with Bungo's recent record of giving up on things, yep. for example, Twitter, fantasy, and learning to eat chili, yep. what will he quit next and why? This podcast uh, I'd next say week? terrible reality TV shows, but I never started watching them. So, well, yeah, yeah, you can't. That'll show your employment, Eddie. <laughs> Cop that. Uh, at Pat Lawrence Did the joke need to be explained? <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Actually, it's Edwin, so you might. It yeah. probably did need to explain it. Yeah. Yeah, double uh, Pat Lawrence, twenty six. Which of the current crop of NRL coaches could be handed the roster of any other side in the comp and won't be capable of winning a grand final? And would be capable? Would, wouldn't be. Wouldn't be. Which of the current cop of coaches would well, go we, somewhere Ricky else? Ricky could get his one good year. Yeah, and so. not win the grand final. Well, he did win one though. He did. <laughs> he did. That's, That's true. true. He just needs the best player in the comp. Um, which he had in two thousand two with Brad yeah. Fittler, who was yeah. the best player in the comp. Exactly right. There you go. Tell um, me. Um, okay. Uh, That's not the big one. I, I legitimately Ricky. believe that. Dean, I would still say um, Ricky now. Dean Pay. Dean Pay. That's a great answer, actually. I think that's fair. Okay. Uh, Mesut, he wants to call me Dave because he hates me fucking up his Ozil. I'm fine with that. But just I'm also just going to call him, I'm going to keep doing the awkward Mesut Ozil. Mark Latham's Mark Latham's Twitter rival. Twitter at Archer that, and Nemesis. That banter is top. It is good. When no one, when McCulloch threw it to no one late in the game, was he trying to pass it to Wayne <laughs> Bennett's aura? <laughs> yes. Ah. Uh. Okay. He threw that ball right into a regional area. He did. Uh, <laughs> Pat Lawrence, 26. What is more likely to survive a nuclear holocaust? A cockroach or the nine commentary team complaining about penalties? <laughs> yep. I mean, they, they could complain until, you know, the earth is fertile and able to, you know, provide crops again. That mm. that effort on Friday was not great. Eh, I don't want to... It's, it's just so frustrating it's, to even talk it's about. It's so circular. It's so and frustrating, the, the main problem is that there's just a huge chunk of fans who form their opinions off what these people say on television. The, the, th- the thing that frustrates it's, me it's is the, point that, the point that Mitch was making was like, you remember when we had to touch the ball when we played it? You remember what it was like to play in those days? It's like, mm. yeah, we do remember. Those games sucked. <laughs> they did suck. Oh, my God. Is There's nothing worse. But, oh, the game was better in the 80s. No, it wasn't. There was go, a game on... like Go a se- and watch classic matches on Fox. They're shit. There was a 70s <laughs> like, game on before the game uh, Thursday night game last week, and the Newtown Jets kicker missed three from in front of the sticks. <laughs> <laughs> like, was he toe-bashing a leather football? Yes. And, like, yeah. Every single Good bomb that went up, the fullback dropped. Every bomb they could get off, the fullback dropped. And it's like, oh, yeah, great rugby league. <laughs> And then the one or two good players, every time they got the ball, like they streaked away. Yeah, mm. great. Um, Michael Darren, 79. 
couple of questions as always. First question, should Andrew Fafita be brought into line for opting to reveal his representative commitments to a UFC podcast rather than rugby league journalists? No, who cares? Uh, look, it, the, I think they would have been made aware previous to him making those comments. No, he said he was going to announce it, and he went on some podcast and did it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, hang on. It's some half cast with Tyson Pedro and Tai Tuivasa, two of Australia's most promising young up-and-coming UFC fighters. Some UFC podcast. Mate. It would be like them coming on here announcing things about boxing. It will. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Like, do, does of does Andrew Fafita understand what a podcast is? Yes, well, he, does he now. does. Well, that's good. But, uh, Can look, he teach Paul Gallon? I don't know. Who knows? I do have an issue with a lot of league players who just don't think media is worth it, but... Whatever. Andrew Favita had enough issues with the media. He doesn't owe them shit, you know? Yeah, yeah man. That. He's not going to be one of these guys that turns around and looks for like a payday as a talking head at the end of his career. I don't think. Yeah, exactly right. Not like, Maybe he could pull a, gallon, pull a gallon, though. He could maybe. do that. Uh, he says, where does Josh Reynolds sit in a fully fit Tiger side? 14. 14 at yeah. this point. Uh, another one. Do the public deserve to know every detail about the ball tampering scandal? Do you want my honest take? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we, I, I can tell you that the public cannot get enough of this. I know. Uh, it I, is going I will absolutely Barney. That of our top, I think, 40 stories last week in terms of like all Fairfax sites, 34 were ball tampering. What were the other six? Uh, off the top of my head, one was about George Pell, one was about... Uh, More ball tampering? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I walked into that. One was about the new Dreamliner flying from Perth to London, and there's a couple of other random things. But like, yeah, 34 of the top 40, I think it was like 24 of the top 25 or something. Any insane. stadium stories? Sorry? Any stadium stories? Uh, maybe near the bottom? I don't know. But either way, the point is, it completely dominated the news yeah. cycle. Like, literally, I'm not being hyperbolic here. It's dominated the news cycle to an extent that no other story has since, honestly, since 9-11. Like that's a. That's I'm a not comparing it to it in terms of like. No, no, but I'm going to. <laughs> well, <laughs> David, Warner. where were you George, when George no, Bush did ball what, I, what I mean by that is, no story has completely and utterly no, encapsulated the news cycle to this extent. But what about in the people dying years? in underprivileged countries? Oh my god! What aboutism is just the worst thing and in the world. What about like, uh, you know, when I drop the ball in the field? Oh, actually, can I go off on a... Can I, go, I, you, I know we usually turn to one of you two for the rants, but can I have a little rant just real quick? Mm-hmm. Um, this suddenly has popped up in like the last four days. Suddenly this take that, oh, we all care about the ball tampering, but no one batted an eyelid when Matt Lodge came back to the yeah, RL. I had this take dis- has just popped up in the last like just half a week or so. I had and this discussion as well. It, it's insane because like... It's, it's who, just like rugby what? league is the second biggest sport in the That's, country. That story dominated... Cover, like back and front page of every newspaper for three months. Yeah, but yeah. because these people the weren't f- looking for it. What are, what are these it. people talking about? Know. This for I'm, me, and for me, it's it's come from a lot of a obviously people who aren't involved in the circle of rugby league, which is you know six or ten million people in this country who follow rugby league. Yeah. You know, the majority of three states. It a lot of these takes have to come from Melbourne for me, where rugby uh, league just I've, doesn't get enough doesn't get enough exposure for this to warrant you know, a back or front page of the Herald Sun or the yeah, Age. Yeah, I, I, I guess I can buy it. Like, people in Melbourne have an excuse, but I've seen people, like people in here, Sydney, they've it, got no idiots. excuse for that. They're just lying. It's, They're just lying. It's they just bizarre. And it's like, obviously, what Matt Lodge it's did obviously is obviously worse. No one's arguing and that. also, the cricket team's also the biggest team in the country. Yes. Yeah, they are. Things are going to get more coverage. If there always. was a rugby league... Uh, Balls, I don't even know how you would tamper with a rugby league ball. But if, there was, def, if there was a deflate gate in the rugby league and one of the star Australian cricketers had beat his wife, 
I think cricket the cricket will, story would be bigger. Yeah, it would yeah, be. Yeah, for sure. Like, just cricket is that... It's the one sport... Because it's pretty much the summer sport now. It is the one yeah. sporting team that unifies the country. And and That's Steve it. Smith and was maybe this viewed team. as a god. Like, yeah, if he, there was like a was Ray the, Rice video of one of our star cricketers... He was the next Bradman. Like, that would know? be everywhere. Yeah. So, to, for people to... Just put through this absolute nonsense that suddenly like, no one apparently cared when Matt Lodge came back. When we all cared, like we all cared. Mitch all and I went to a game last week, and he was he booed booed every literally touch, right? every time yeah. he touched the ball by everybody in the crowd. As he yeah, be. Which, and again, this is not like I don't want anyone to get twisted and think we're defending Matt Lodge. No, we're no, defending we this mindset that people yeah. have adapted that no one cared that Matt Lodge was being allowed to play rugby league when, in fact, everybody quite a cared. lot of people cared. <laughs> yeah. And then you know, anyway. Jesus Christ, come back to me. I'm already ready everyone. for Seath's redemption, though. We Australia does a lot, does a bit of redemption. Yeah, poor Warner. But when it's when it's some Dang redemption it. that is somewhat deserved, it's even people get really behind it. I can't yeah. wait to be the. F- I feel so. The person I feel most sorry for is whoever has to bowl to him in like thirds when yeah. he comes back from his month He's off. He's going to break every record in club cricket. Uh, yeah. At the Sean Chan says the year is twenty twenty, and young Matt Moore is now developing mm-hmm. a five finish allows. Okay. okay. The next line is, is Luca has been forced to close due to causing traffic jams. Hold Where on. do you go for burgers now? Uh, so we're, we're already in the city then. Uh, so down, down, and down and out. Yeah. Down and out. Okay. Uh, if yeah. not... Because uh, your favourite place doesn't exist anymore. Luca doesn't exist. No, your favourite place. What, down and out? No, the one you used to go to with Coleman in St. Leonard's. Oh, yes. that's a truck. Yeah, but it's not there anymore, yeah, right? Yeah, Chef's Kitchen. It's a yeah. truck. So it might be, you might be in the city. You never know. Mm. Down and Out is great. Yeah. It is. Um, Mary's in the CBD. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't love... It's, uh, it's just across the street from uh, Three Wise Monkeys. Yep. Mary's in the CBD is all right because like... Because yeah. there's no line. There's no line. And it's like, it's good to just take and go. Oh, yeah. I went to a bar the other night and they they serve, like the, they get the food in from Mary's because it's around the corner. That's, yeah, that's a awesome. brilliant business yeah. plan. Um, Were they steamed? The things? Ramblin' Rascal, it's called. Uh, these, w- these look awfully like crusty burgers. I had a burger at like uh, Harpoon Harry down at the Soda Factory. Too. Great, name. great burger there. The other day, what like, do they do? What do they do there? What's their stock and trade? Oh, it's just just standard burger, mate. Cool. But it's you know Pretty done good. well, soft bun, good cheese, and decent fries. Love a soft bun. The soft bun, that's it. But uh, mm. I had loaded in Newtown two weeks ago. Bar and I, I didn't. I no, but Bar Luca. They yeah. announced the same thing, but no, I'd rather just go to it's Bar in Luca. Your hands, Mitchell. You can make whatever. you I know, like. but I just made. I didn't make a blame Canada. That was the wrong well, choice. That's, that's <laughs> the right <fair> choice. Point. <laughs> yeah, we have gone there, and Charlie did do that. She just made a blame yeah. Canada. The person I went with made a blame Canada and just added a, a, a mozzarella patty to Which it. it had a much better time yeah, than I had. No, the thing I like most about loaded is making the fancy fries. Yeah, I did that. I made a popcorn chicken and melted cheese. Exactly what I do. Yes, exactly the same thing I did. I would rather just go to Bar Luca for firstly just the setting. I like it a lot more. And the burgers. The vibes nice. I get the same fries. Yeah, that'd be Oh, and they serve beer at Barluco. They don't have a liquor yeah, license. Yeah, and loaded. well, loaded feels more like your burger shop. Um, kind and of I went thing. to one the other week. I forget the name of it. Someone said it was better than Barluco. It was not. Well, that's so, they're an idiot. They are uh, an idiot. This is another oh, good question for us at Butsy Triple Eight. Rank your favorite Easter Pacific chocolates. Okay. Uh, wait, brands or specific item? I'm gonna go say item. Okay. All right. So I, I, I Facebook memories actually came through in a big spot the other day from Matt Bunger from like five years ago with a photo of a red tulip bunny saying, "If your family buys you this, they don't love you." And I stand by that. Red tulip chocolate is shit house. Yep. Don't buy it for anyone. I haven't seen that for years yeah. since like uncles they didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, so my number one will not be a popular one, but I'm a weirdo. So I love Turkish delight mini eggs more than anything in the world. But I know that Turkish delight's not the most popular candy for mm-hmm. everyone. So that's fine. That's my personal number one. If I had to put on my man of the people hat and... Oh, so you, you have that hat? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'd like to think you that I... You borrow my hat. <laughs> yeah, if I had to put on my everyman hat, I would say that the number one... You can't really go past the gold standard of just uh, a Cadbury mini egg. Yeah, Cadbury egg. Yeah, good shout. Great. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. And then I would also have the standard limp balls right at the top. And uh, the bunnies that are made out of crunchy. Yeah, there, that's dope. a good. That's a good shout. You too. got any Dale? Uh, I love the little carrots from Lint because they're made out of Lint, but they're like thicker at the top. Mm. Mm. Good. Is that it? And I, I think the crunchy ones are good as well, but I, I am partial to a, the dark chocolate Lint bunny as well. So I've, I've got a, I've got a whole array, don't you worry? <laughs> I'm sure you do. As a, as a large large human, that, as a man, as, as a, a man who has a chocolate cupboard, and as, a, as a previously larger human, I loved Easter was my favorite chocolate time of the year, and my my top three eggs come in the same variety bag. And that's a, it's actually a Mars bag, it is. And it's the Mars, mm. the Mars eggs are the best eggs for me, the Mars yeah, Easter they're, eggs. They're good. The other two in the bag is a Malteser egg and an M&M bag. Okay, and those are my all, three favorites. They're quite good. So that's, that bag alone makes my top, that's my top three. Yeah. But then from there, you've obviously got your Kinder. You've all, mis- you've all fucked that. Oh, Kinder no, eggs. I stand by it. Kinder eggs number four, and then nah. Kinder bunnies are number five. Fuck mm. out of here. That's my top five. And then you slot in your, your gold standard. So you've put Nestle above Cadbury, which is controversial. Dar- very terrible call, but in this one instance okay. at Easter, there's, there's, but, there's but, four days a year. Okay. <laughs> but the, the Cadbury <laughs> mini bag has Turkish Delight eggs, Crunchy eggs, caramello eggs, and plain eggs in it. I think the caramello eggs are average, even though I love caramello. I much prefer yeah, a block of caramello. I do. I like their top deck eggs. Not great. I don't think cream eggs are great either, by the way. No, cream eggs, so overrated. Yeah, so overrated. Agreed. They're just like pasty sugar. In yeah, sort of chocolate. they're like, terrible. yeah. I've been eating those like little gels for when you go running, like those little, yeah. and that's kind of like the same texture as the yeah. That's a good shout, eggs. actually. Honestly, yeah, it's yeah. not great. Uh, the Malt- uh, Malteser bunnies are pretty Maltesers, good, Maltesers, everything's are good, so yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, those, those are mine. I, yeah, if Jelly Tip makes an egg, let us know. I mean, Holy shit, I think could the, you imagine? <laughs> I, think, I think my real problem is I've got like a top 10 for Easter. The rest of the year, I've got like three or four chocolate bars I go back to, but Easter, yeah. I'm like, I like all of those. Yeah. Get me all of them. And eggs, just like that can, the egg is the f- perfect form of chocolate yeah. Easter egg for me. On the topic of salt and vinegar, yeah, uh, which we discussed last week, so <laughs> just thought I'd share, share a little tidbit with the both of you since yeah. you've got my mind running. Good. Um, so I went, I was at work on Sunday, and I went to the vending machine, and I was going to get myself M and M's, and then some kind of omniscient voice just says, "Salt and vinegar" yeah. from the back of the tea room, and Bob. I'm like, "Who the fuck was that?" Anyway, I turned around. And there's this just just this bloke who goes. Always pick salt and vinegar. And it, and it wasn't was it Harry? Harry? No. Oh, <laughs> it was just that's some other random guy. Where it was going. He knew. And he he, knew. Anyway, so I bought salt and vinegar chips, and it was delightful. I just thought I'd share. I like it. a man like that who just gives that general <laughs> life like, advice. Just so t- sure of. I'm fr- I'm casual at this place. He has no idea who I am. I have no I, idea who he I'm is. I'm going to start doing that, actually. I'll see people going to vending machines ran, from a distance scream, Salt wait, and vinegar. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> salt and vinegar. you got to run up and be part of Mate, it's out. a drinks machine. Yep. Yeah, salt and vinegar water. Okay. Butty's next question says, was this weekend's loss to the Titans worse than a 56 nil hiding the Broncos got from Canberra that time? No, it wasn't even our worst loss of the last six months. Cam- uh, Parramatta up there last year. That was funny. I remember that. Very you hard to beat 10 nil after three minutes and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Very hard to beat. Like, okay, I don't think the Titans loss is as bad as people think I might think it is. I just ripped the team early, but like, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Butsy again, given the Tigers have beaten three of last year's top four, they had the other one go champ. And come within a B's of beating the fourth while maintaining the best defensive record in the club. I love that you smugly asked him how the other one went. And, <laughs> and then in the anyway, next sentence, he directly he, addressed how the other fuck one him. went. Fuck him. He listens to the Broncos okay. Weekly too. He's a good man. Okay. <laughs> I love that you yeah. just insulted him twice. And <laughs> that's that's what I do man. to people I like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At what point should the NRL take more games to regional areas? <laughs> He's done you. Well, I saw it was coming that time, but he, I think he did mm. such good lead and work. He deserved the full read. Uh, at BWFT underscore... It's clear the NRL needs to do more to support the impoverished teams outside of Sydney, like the Broncos, Storm, and Cowboys that are currently embarrassing our code. They are all disgraceful. What more could the NRL do to help them be more like the Les Tigers? 
Well, I mean, they need to be taken into a into an even poorer area. Yeah, look, I kicked Tigers fans when they were down for years. I'll let them enjoy it. I'm looking at a lot of people are trying to kick him again. You, you guys can have some fun. Laugh it up. <laughs> Uh, Jake underscore H underscore 87 says, Living in Albury, there are sometimes some spotty phone reception around town. I'd say 80% covered to 20% not covered. <laughs> With this in, in mind, the regional areas have better coverage in Vanguard Scalp. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw the joke coming from Eight, sentence one. 80 20? Yeah. <laughs> 85 15? How, how are we going, Bungard? Jesus Christ. Copping hair jokes from him. <laughs> seen his head? <laughs> Rude. And, uh, Rude head. Uh, oh, no. Harry Ramage. Speaking of. Was moving oh, on. Oh, why? No. <laughs> rude no. head. He's got a rude no, head. No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> How dare you, sir? Oh, Harry Ramage is a saint. The best friend of the podcast. He's a good lad. I'm sorry. Best oh. friend of the podcast. Good friend of the podcast. Uh, Harry Ramage, he says, was moving Ross Dog to centre the right move for Newcastle to play the back line despite a different start to the year? Could it be a good thing as, it, as that would boost his confidence? Or like a new position, new me kind of thing. So what do you think? Rostock will be named at centre this week rather than Kenny Dow. Uh, ah, whatever. Give him a go. That's that's my thinking with it too. It's like you haven't got any other options. Keep Kenny Dow together on the other side. I mean, yeah. How many more Matadias not... do they have? Just throw one in there. <laughs> and then, um, Get another yeah. one out of the meat yeah. grinder. And he's been okay at centre in the past. You know, who knows what happens? Obviously, his defence is always going to be a worry, but mm. that you can't he change did, it. He did. Yeah, I mean, as long as he sorts his defence out. He did flatten a bloke this week, but yeah, I think that's yeah. my biggest concern. Too. Mario Siegs, which player most deserve to be dropped based on their play this week? Reese Robinson. Yeah, but yeah, who are they going to bring in? Nobody. Can't be worse. I'm actually a pro when they do, like, I usually hate it, but when they put Orbo at centre, but play him on the wing and attack outside the trail, I'd rather do that than watch Robinson struggle with any bomb. He was real him. bad. And also, couldn't do the one thing he's supposed to be good at, catch a ball and run he fast. He dropped an intercept, yeah. He dropped, two, it, he dropped yeah. intercept and dropped that offload when there was no one in front of him. Yeah, terrible. Awful game. Sad for him. Um, okay. Uh, Mario Sieg, on a scale of 1 to 10, how cooked is Cam Smith this year? Probably 4. Yeah, yeah. fine. I'll go with 4. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shana86, after the microphones picked up Mitch Moses going off, have any of you been sprayed by your half and what for? Been sprayed by my better half. Yeah, I think that's what he means. He misses. But yeah, um, not on a mic, thankfully. Not on the mic? Not on mic. No no, no microphones. No, I, don't know if, I don't know if he meant on mic, just in general. Get sprayed by, by your half and what for? Yeah. We've all been sprayed. Yeah. Mm. I used to get sprayed like every two hours. At the <laughs> 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 How did that go? Yeah, it's more shrill than Mitch Moses as well. Mm. <laughs> <When angry laughs> get up, get up, cunt, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, Marcus Evans94. Uh, gave us a shout out on Reddit this week, too. Thanks, Marcus. I appreciate that. Anyway, yeah. it says, To Mitch, if TPJ passes the fitness test this week to play against the Knights, will Wayne have the balls to drop Friday or simply won't because he's loved by media and the average Bronco fan, etc.? Mm. You talked about that for 10 minutes. We did. Also, yeah, he's not going to drop. Also, Friday in the end, you played 280 odd games. Probably deserves more than four games to prove you can still do it. Yeah. We'll see. Another couple more weeks, I think. Until he's dropped. Uh, Marcus again. To each of you three lads. Oh, no. We're, who are your three, smo- three most underrated, most overrated players currently playing at the moment? Well, Marcus hasn't listened listen long enough to know those are probably two of other most hated cliches. <laughs> uh, overrated Mitch Orbison times three. <laughs> There's mine. Uh, yeah. Uh, Matt Moylan, Mitch Moses, Josh Dugan. Well, see, mine used to be, it was always Moylan, Woods and Orbison. But Moylan and Woods, everyone else has caught up with now. Yeah, so. fair point. Uh, I think D- Dugan for me is number one. 
because like yeah. he he is seen still as play Origin this year. Yeah, yeah I know he's seen as a great team. white hope, but like the yeah. man is made of glass. It's probably a good one and underrated. Like you know, well they'll, they'll, it always comes. Underrated players always get what they deserve eventually. Yeah. Uh, Damien Cook. Damien Cook. Cook. Like we can say. I thought. Ja- I think Jack DeBellin is, but he's going to get a rep jersey. You know, yep. Leeson Armour is underrated, but he's going to be called the best player in the bench player in the comp this year. Like it mm-hmm. comes around. Yeah, it always comes around. Like Jared Coke was underrated for a while now, yeah, but he sucks. Now. Yeah, you know, that's it. Like they they come around. Uh, I think that's it. That's the last question. Anything really? else you boys want to add before we get out of here? Uh, can we pick the games? Yeah. Yeah, that'd help. Yeah. Come on, boys. Alrighty. I was, we, I was waiting for that to, oh, to tick over. I'm glad. It's all good. Yep. Uh, alrighty. Geez, some crackers this week. There By are. that I mean not crackers. Mate, there's been a good season. I reckon so far, no, no, no. I, I, okay. Alrighty. Uh, Thursday night, Canberra versus Canterbury Bankstown at the oh, Stadium. Jesus. Give me the Cowboys by 13 points. <laughs> well, uh, the Bulldogs as the outsiders for me. Bulldogs uh, for me. I'd, one more time, Canberra. They can't win it this week. It's time to if, start looking for a new coach. Moses Zembai plays, I'm picking the... It's one of the ones I'll change before the game. Moses Zembai, Bulldogs, if okay. not Raiders. Because they've just struggled with any remotely yeah. athletic fullback mm-hmm. at all, That's running at their, heart, at their edges. Uh, Friday evening at Endeavour Field, Cronulla Sutherland versus Eastern Suburbs. Wow. Uh, give me... Strong doubleheader on Friday. Uh, Don't understand why they're being played uh, one at Shark Park and then one at Jubilee. Yeah, like it's never happened before. Yeah, neither. Uh, sharks? Why not? Sharks mm-hmm. for me. I'm going to go the Chooks, but... Sharks, another tough game to pick. Yeah. Mm. You know. It's a Bermuda Triangle, mate. Everybody yeah, goes down there and forget to play. Mm. Uh, alrighty, Friday night, it's the big yeah. dance. Uh, yeah. St. George Illawarra versus South Sydney. Dragons. I'm so annoyed. I if, if Sam was playing, I would have tipped South because Reynolds is back and I think they actually can hold their own against the Dragons pack and I think they've got some good weapons out wide to do some damage. But Sam's not playing. He's their best forward, so Dragons. Mm-hmm. Dragons 13 plus. Yeah, all right, mate. <coughs> West Tigers versus Melbourne on uh, Saturday afternoon, our time. I think that's a five o'clock kickoff in New Zealand. So, yeah. Yep. Sorry, West versus Melbourne. Surely they can't beat them again. Give me West. Well, I, I would pick West, but I'm just thinking, even though they're missing Chambers and they're missing Finucan, the Storm team, just, uh, just you, they get, they're so pissed off, I feel like they'll just I turn just around and kill somebody at some yeah, point. Yeah, I can't back the Tigers to beat them twice. Storm. Neither can I. So I'm picking this storm. Warriors versus North Queensland. That's the other half of the double header. Cowboys. Sorry. Yeah, whoa, Warriors. whoa. Warriors. Don't, don't you dare edit that. Warriors, Warriors. are uh, the outsiders somehow at home. Really? What? So Warriors. Oh, what a couple of home outsiders this game. This that round. one's weird though. They're red hot. Yeah. They were 2.30 a couple of days ago. That's bizarre. The Warriors. Five now. Warriors for me. Uh, Newcastle versus Brisbane at Hunter Stadium. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brisbane. $1.90 odds. Good odds. Bet responsibly. That's, de- that's decent. Uh, I'll take Brisbane as well, but not by many. Um, yeah, they'll bounce back. Uh, Sunday afternoon at, I don't know, 2 o'clock and about 1950. Uh, Gold Coast versus Manly somewhere in, I don't know, regional area. <laughs> Where's this game even being Marley played? Marley Brown Oval, mate. Marley Brown Oval. That's not real. Uh, I, <sighs> give me the Gold Coast. Why not? Yeah, Gold Coast, just because uh, the to- the uh, sorry, Steve was missing a bit of cattle and Tommy Turbo is a big catalyst of good things they do. Uh, and the last game, 4 o'clock at the Olympic Stadium in Sydney, Parramatta versus Penrith. going to be Penrith by 400 points. Uh, the they agenda rolls like on. three weeks ago. They the, did. Weird. The agenda rolls on, Parramatta. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, I think that'll... Uh, Barb, that'll Penn, do us. Penrith. 
It's it's a weird week, by the way, that like a lot of the teams we pick there you feel confident about are the apparently underdogs. Yeah, which at makes home. no sense. Titans, Warriors, Sharks at home underdogs. Mm. Rugby league is a funny game. Alrighty, thanks, Mitch. See you later, guys. Thanks, Bungard. Bye. Thanks See you. Funky homo sapiens is chillin'